To quote Pixar's new movie Coco, one cannot deny what one is meant to be. And that is what we are here to celebrate, I guess. It's accepting who you are. This is Nerd Out. Episode 20 as well. It's a big landmark in the history of this podcast. Um, I am Sandro Felcher. Joining me as always, we have got Rob Lloyd in the house. It's the big two old people. Yeah. And of course, Jen Spears. Hello, our little girl or boy is growing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's that awful year between teenage and 21. Oh, yeah. 20 always felt older than 21. To me, really, like twenty one was you had to be party and had your friends and stuff. Twenty kind of just felt like twenty. Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, so our uh, our podcast is feeling a little bit. It's feeling a little bit more mature than it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting above itself. <laughs> it's got airs and graces. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, our we main. Always have a lot to talk. We I, always have a lot to say. We say that every week. And people but go, we've yeah. got. Five, uh, three let, main topics. Just letting you know. Just letting this you know. Th- three main topics. Uh, one of them's Coco. One of them's just the year in review, looking at everything that came out this year. And nerd. Uh, also, the Doctor Who Christmas special. Um, but first, it is New Year's. Welcome yes. to 2018. How's it going? <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to say uh, it's the 31st of December. <laughs> well, it's going out by the time Tuesday, it listens. But, yeah. Gotcha. By the time it listens. By the shut up. Podcast listens as well <laughs> as listen sentient. to. It's um, Happy New Year, everyone. That's Happy it. New Year. Let's kick 2018 right in the generic sexual area. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I'd rather not. I'm not really that violent. Uh, not really that violent? I'll shake no. its hand. Just shake its hand. <laughs> as long as you don't. Well, I nipple cripple. <laughs> Take that, 2018. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm excited about the new year. I'm excited where you know, things are going to go. We've got a lot of big things in the way of, of nerddom Ooh, coming yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things we have to wait for, um, but uh, things coming out a lot quicker than uh, expected. So mm. it's going to be a good balance of. You know, waiting patiently, but also uh, getting a little uh, morsel of fun early on. That's it, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in future episodes, everything we're looking forward to in 2018. But first, I know, uh, Rob, you're probably super excited to talk about it. The Doctor Who Christmas special, Twice Upon a Time, wrapping up Peter Capaldi, introducing Jodie Whittaker. Uh, we'll just, I'll put, I'll put 10 minutes on the clock. We'll have <laughs> I'm going to v- have a nap. <laughs> we'll you have haven't a, seen it yet. Just, oh, well, it. okay, so no spoilers. That's fine. I'll um, forget. By the time I get I'd, to it, I'll forget. I mean, it's pretty obvious what happens. <laughs> surprise, surprise. He regenerates. It's a new doctor. Um, yeah, so we'll just go like through general thoughts. I'll say I enjoyed all the performances. All the performances were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Loved them all. Um, I liked how this kind of wrapped things up as well. It did feel like a finale, even though the finale, the proper finale of 10 probably felt a bit better. I just didn't really care about, I guess, the villain. Uh, You find out more interesting stuff later on, but for the most part, the general plot of the story, I just didn't really care for. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah. um, I've never been a big fan of the Christmas specials. They've always seemed to be a wasted opportunity and never really captured any type of real uh, magic or spirit of the festive season or, you know, really push Doctor Who forward. I've always been quite critical of them. So uh, I have enjoyed, I did enjoy Matt Smith's first Christmas special, which was A Christmas Carol, and I loved uh, The Husbands of River Song when I went back to rewatch that. I kind of was annoyed by it the first time and I rewatched it and went, oh no, this is actually a lot of fun, um, especially anytime Capaldi and Kingston are on screen. Um, but for me, uh, this got it right. This got uh, the perfect balance for me. 
family. It wasn't a Christmas special. It was a you know a final story, and their introduction of the element of Christmas, I think, was the best uh, use mm. of Christmas in a Christmas special ever. Um, uh, they focused on the uh, World War One Christmas Day armistice in wow. 1914, which was an incredible day an incredible moment in in human history and uh, i've always wanted doctor who to focus on that there's a, a mini uh there's a comic book series where they focus on each doctor telling us like a short story of their lives it's called the forgotten and there's a ninth doctor little story with him and rose going to um that moment and so i've always wanted it to be explored in main you know main canon doctor who and for that to be brought in in this was for me the most christmasy christmas special element ever um, a lot of people have criticized it because of its uh, lack of story. Yeah. And there's no real uh, secret about the fact that Capaldi was meant to finish his run with Dr. Falls. He regenerates. And we have Jodie Whittaker's first story with uh, this Christmas special. Yeah. However, um, Chris Chibnall declined to do the Christmas special and wanted to start fresh in 2018 with his 10-episode run. And rumors are that he won't even do any Christmas specials again, which mm. is causing a lot of uh, tension between fans because they want their Christmas specials, even though, in my opinion, they haven't been that good. So uh, we uh, dealt with an hour of television to... Uh, extend our 12th Doctor run for me which is great normally um, we get like two minutes at the end or three minutes at the end where they do a speech which they never really did in the original ones they kind of just says a line and he regenerates it isn't until this modern era that they said no we need to make an epic speech for their finale so what's that? that's just RTD for you RTD and and Moffat carried it on as well so um, this was uh, a change and what Moffat's been exploring with especially Capaldi's run is mortality um, the concept of death the different variations of death and this is going to lead into our, uh, our review of Coco as well I will say I liked how they dealt with him leaving because in many ways he didn't want <coughs> I guess he didn't want to regenerate he wanted to to leave but I think it's the best regeneration we've had since Eccleston I mean Tennant's regeneration just <laughs> left his character on a real sour note and I already didn't love him um, and Matt Smith's one as well because it was so sudden like Moffat had no idea that he was going to leave until they finished filming what was it season like season 7 was yeah when Time of the Doctor's a mess because they try and cram an entire season of justification into yeah. one hour and it's not great um, and it's not great and so that <laughs> and that taints uh, that uh, Matt Smith's quite beautiful final speech yeah. is there any indication of how many times the Doctor can generate uh, yes, yeah. It's a it's it's a plot point in uh, the nineteen seventy story uh, Deadly Assassins. It was never canon. That's the great thing about Doctor Who. There's no real one canon. It's always evolving with whoever's mm. in charge. So in that story, uh, the scriptwriter uh, Robert Holmes introduced the concept of only twelve regenerations. Yeah. So in uh, Time of the Doctor, which you'll find out when you get to it, uh, he's at his final regeneration, right. and so there's a little trick that happens so sure. that he gets a new cycle, a new ah, cycle. So hence, uh, um, it'll never end. It'll never end. There will always it's be a reason. Doesn't end. Um, so I like the fact that this was the Doctor has died. Mm-hmm. He's died, yeah. and this is his. This is him going. 
where do I go from here? Where he's ready to to let himself go and yep. not regenerate. He finds his first incarnation, who was going through the fear of regenerating for the very first time. It was very contemplative. It was very reflective. It was more of a discussion as opposed to a thump and good story. Um, and I like that. I like the fact that Moffat has explored that with Capaldi. It's the same as Listen and a couple of other mm. stories within the Capaldi era, which is more of a like a French film, more like a, a, a an exploration of concept an idea as opposed to beginning middle and end mm. yeah um now on the topic of the first doctor a lot of fans are complaining because of i guess where the humor for his character comes in which is making fun of the sexism from the <laughs> 60s um and a lot of people don't like that i guess because there's no real indication that the doctor is like that in his run like in hartnell's run not as blatantly obvious and that's a very yeah. much a moffat thing that he did with um sherlock as well especially with the abominable <laughs> yeah, bride right. the ref- meta reflection of the way that they were perceived in the time and all that type of stuff so it was pushed to the extreme and the very moffat way going look how clever i am uh i can see why people were annoyed by it and i totally respect that i i kind of liked it and created a bit of <laughs> yeah, a, an immaturity um, so, yeah, for me, I adored it. It was a great exploration of this 12th Doctor persona, of the Doctor as a whole. Um, all the all the casts were incredible. Yep. Um, um, Gatiss did really well. Mm. Pearl Mackie did really well. It was great mm. to see Nardol back. Uh, and yeah, and they're uh, setting up some pretty good things for Season 11 as well. Complete fresh start. We're getting new Doctor. We're getting new TARDIS. We're getting new yeah, companions. That, yeah, as, as, as Capaldi regenerated, uh, he kind of destroyed the TARDIS as well, which was kind <laughs> Kind of reminiscent of the Tenth Doctor's regeneration. Yeah. Jen, um, just going, oh dear. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> Dramatic. Uh, let's rate it. I'll I'll go one thumb up. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't perfect, but it did exactly what it needed to do, and all the performances were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two thumbs up for me. It was a beautiful center for Capaldi, and um, everyone did incredibly well. And it's a great way for to Moffat to finish off his era on a bit of a high. Yeah. So, cool. Done. <clears throat> That's Hope that, that hasn't done. spoiled it too much for you, no, Jen. No, I'll forget by the time I get to it. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> All right, let's do our next little segment, the favourite one, the one everyone is waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to ask the question, <laughs> what have we been consuming lately? Jen, what have you been up to? Um, Lots of bits and pieces, really. I've been watching this and that and reading this and that and <laughs> listening to this and that, so I haven't really got anything specific to um, review really in depth, but I might just go through some things and tell you what I thought about them. Please do. I always enjoy your... Why? Really? Yeah, because you you bring a bit of culture, a bit of art and a bit of stuff. I did actually this time around. Yeah. Um, I rounded off my reading challenge for the year. I read 30 books. Thank you very much. I think I could do better. Um, With my favourite book, I reread it every year, A Nancy Boys by Neil Gaiman. Um, So I finished reading that yesterday. Are you going to listen to the... I've also Audio. been listening to the BBC and Radio 4 adaptation, <laughs> Rob, yes. Um, so they did, uh, they've did. they done Neverwhere and they've done Good Omens, which I haven't mm-hmm. listened to yet, and on Christmas Day uh, in the UK. So Boxing Day for us, they released uh, episode one of Nancy Boys mm-hmm. um, with a really great cast. The guy who plays Grey Worm in Game of Thrones playing Fat Charlie, yes. the main character. Lenny Henry playing a Nancy or Mr. Nancy. Um, all, uh, all cast are people of colour, yes. I believe. Um, which is super awesome. And is that so, yeah, specifically mentioned in the book, or is that just a So, choice? when I first read the book, I studied it for uni, and I did not picture that any of the characters to be black. Hmm. They were all white, classic me, like, growing up in a white society, being white, um, and went into class, and the teacher said, so, who picked up that Fat Charlie was black? And one person put their hand up. It is mentioned, but it's 
mentioned in such in passing that you don't pick it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're looking and you're reading about it and you look up at Nancy and you see he's it's a Caribbean god, um, spider god, and the, the, the way they talk and the language and the places they visit, of course. Like, it's so <laughs> obvious once you know. Um, and obviously, if you listen to the audiobook, which is Lenny Henry as well, he does all the accents and things and it's all very Caribbean. Um, so, yeah, it's not... It's, I think, maybe twice or maybe three times in the book it's mentioned skin colour. Yeah. Um, but it's never mentioned in, like... Yeah, it's just kind of why would you sort of thing. Mm. Um, just like you don't mention the character's skin colour is white yes. in, in any other book. You just It's just assumed, which is really interesting. But, yeah, the, so far I've listened to three episodes. I've been falling a bit behind. 26, 26 minutes each. That's good. Um, really cool. Like, it's essentially a radio play, yeah. which is really awesome. They do a really good job. And Neil Gaiman said it's his favourite adaptation that he's done and worked on. So I love far. his... Well, he's worked a bit with um, Lenny Henry yeah. as well. Him and yep. Henry... You know, Henry approached him to do um, Neverwhere originally. Mm-hmm. So I Which love- is great. Neverwhere is great. Neverwhere is my favourite. Yep. So I love the book and I love the... I actually love the TV show. The Yeah. The t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, Patterson Joseph is incredible as the Marquis de Carabas. Yeah. And he's just outstanding. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't like the, the Neverwhere radio play that they did. You didn't? No. The no. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch I didn't oh, like as yeah. Angel as Islington. Islington. Um, and um, what's McAvoy his face? McAvoy was okay. Yeah. McAvoy was okay. Ladley Dormer was Dor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, um, Krupp and Vandermeer were pretty good. Anthony Stewart yeah, yeah, did a yeah. great job. Yep. But um, I just love any any way to bring a book that I love to life. Yes. Mm. I, I want to listen to um, or read um, how the Marquis lost his jacket. I can or? lend you that. Thank it's you. very good. It's a so, little short story. Oh, good. Good. Yep. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a story. Okay. Little one. Yep. 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 Um, so yeah, I've been reading that and listening to that. Um, I'll probably give it a, a review next time when I finish yeah, up. Fantastic. So far, it's two thumbs up for me because it's my favourite story. <laughs> um, I watched Jim and Andy on Netflix. So What's that? Jim Carrey doing Andy. Kaufman. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, had you seen? Man I have not on seen Man on the Moon, wow. and now I would like to having watched. I just I'm obs- really fascinated by Jim Carrey and his journey. Um, I saw a video of him rocking up at a red carpet and like just like and all these people he's lost the plot I don't know if he has I think he's very woke as the millennials <laughs> would say and watching this watching this documentary there's moments where you go oh you're full of it like Andy Kaufman didn't like possess you you could have gone out of character if you wanted it's that whole like method acting versus yeah that's a big thing but when s- some of the things he says about life you're just like oh <laughs> wow, like, this dude is pretty wise. And he talks about the idea of this character that he created for himself as Jim Carrey was just a, a mask that he wore, pun oh. pun, to get through. That was this character that everyone loved, so he stayed in it. And that, yeah. be- that beautiful moment when he finally figured out how to do comedy. There's yeah. a great line where he goes, I'm here to take away all your worries. Yep. So when he do- he's always open up his stand-up with getting up on stage, how are your feelings tonight? All righty then. Yeah, and he, I mean, he mentions that in this as well about taking away people's worries, but then he flips it and says, that's really exhausting to have that yes. pressure to take away people's worries, and that's just, he's gotten over that in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he talks about the idea of, like, doing what you love is such a risk because if you fail doing something you don't love, whatever, but if you f- do what you love and you fail that, yeah. that's just like heartbreaking and it's you're sitting there going oh my god this guy's who I've always found hilarious yeah. is incredibly he's I've always known he's been incredibly clever um, but yeah definitely worth a watch just for a little mm. bit of like life it's really good he yeah. was um, and his performance is 
insane as Andy Kaufman. I yeah. didn't really know much of Andy Kaufman's stuff, but watching the side by sides that they do, um, it's just like mind blowing. Yeah, I was um, I, w- I was a huge Kerry fan. Kerry was a massive influence on me, yeah. as was you know Robin Williams, those type of American comedians at that time. Uh, and I got heavily consumed into Andy Kaufman with uh, Man on the Moon. I bought mm. uh, Bob Zamuda's book and the um, uh, Welcome to the Fun House, which is the biography on him. I consumed everything about Kaufman. Uh, I adored the film when it first came out and just how Kaufman was a performer. This is a guy who pushed the boundaries. This is a guy who would go to regular stand-up nights and have a 10-minute spot. He would yeah. walk on stage, set a timer, get in a sleeping bag, sleep for 10 minutes, the alarm would go off, he'd get up and yep. leave. Mm. Or he'd go on stage for five minutes and eat Completely cereal. just, yeah, breaking. Um, yeah, and I'd always wanted to see this. I'd known that they had footage of behind the scenes and he actually had Andy Kaufman's former girlfriend. Yep. Uh, Jim Carrey hired her as, as assistant. A, as assistant. Oh, and director and for, for director that. Of, yeah. Yeah, for her yeah. doc- and for his family, like his dad comes along to one of the scenes and has this moment with him where they just hug. Oh. So the family embrace him as if it's their son come back to life. And, and then his brother and sister are there yep. as well. So there's moments where I'm like, wow, he's really... And then towards the end when he's dying, he's in character and... Even like Danny DeVito's a bit uh, at the start, he's a little bit skeptical about it. He's yeah. laughing at oh, this fucking idiot. But towards the end, he hugs him after this last scene as if he's Say saying goodbye. goodbye to Andy. Yeah. And there was moments where I was like, wow, that's incredible. There's other moments where I was like, I, I don't know, the family embrace him as a son, but it, it could have gone the opposite. I've they could have been really offended by it. Um, he says it as in that um, when he first found out he was playing the part, he sat on a beach. <laughs> And, and Andy came to him. And yeah. Andy literally came to him. That's how he sees it. And the way that Jim Carrey talks, and when he looks in the, into the camera, he's, his sparkling eyes just, like, pierce into your soul and you believe every fucking word <laughs> yeah, he says. There, I mean, but there's moments like they had um, Jerry Lawler, the wrestler on there, who oh, there's, a lot, of, there's yeah. a lot of controversy about, like, the, there's this fight that yep. Andy and Jerry used Put to have. But they hospital, w- yeah. was, it was all a plan. It was yeah. all a plan. And Jerry Lawler's was on set back in the 90s, and he's being taunted by, by Jim Carrey's Andy. Andy. And Jerry's there going... We I were get, friends, I, yeah, man. Yeah, he's there going, I get it that you want, he wants to be in character, but Andy and I were in on the joke. He's we, the one person in it that isn't up in, along for the ride in terms of mm. Jim being Andy completely. No, because he's there going... Because you went, no, this isn't Andy. Yep. Andy and I were mates. We talked about yep. this. He was always respectful for me. He called me Mr. Lawler all the time. He didn't yeah, need it's to. It's really interesting. And he's there going, what Jim's doing. It's, and he said, he's just showboating. And you don't see a lot of that in this, not uh, not surprisingly, because it's you know, yeah. Jim Carrey sort of um, mm. controlled. And he just um, keeps on saying, I was just what Jim wanted, what Andy wanted to do. Yeah. Um, really quickly, also went to the Pop Up Globe, saw much to do about nothing. That was awesome. Um, and finished Good Omens. Uh, and I watched the new Magnificent Seven last night. Oh. It was fine. You've seen the original, yeah. right? Yeah, oh man, I love the original. Mm. You're Brenner, mate. <laughs> um, uh, it- I. I- I've seen it. I don't remember anything about it, though. It seemed like the original one, like, at the end, you feel like there's a triumph. Like, they've saved the town, and everyone's kind of happy, and there was a, a few deaths. Yeah. Mm. Without spoiling it, the end of this one is like, well, you've saved the town, but it's full of bullet holes from a machine gun, and most of the guys that would be working the land are now dead, and all the children and women are <coughs> by themselves and yeah. you've lost half your party. Like, yeah. didn't feel very happy at all. Yeah. I think that was the moment where I went, yeah, Chris Pratt's not who he was. <laughs> he was, he didn't play it up as much as I thought he was going to be. And when it was like 200 baddies against the seven goodies and they had a machine gun, I was like, okay. 
like in the original, the odds were quite, you know, bad. But it was like thirteen versus seven, as yeah. opposed to two hundred. Yeah. Like just they they Hollywooded it. Hollywooded it. Yeah, modern Hollywooded it. Yeah, and at the start, I kind of was like, "This is working." The opening was really good, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. So. I love westerns; they're my thing. Mm. Um, so I was pretty disappointed. But well, the hats I suggest, were great. I suggest the hats were good. The hats were great. Good hits. The costumes were great. You like your hits? I like my hats. Um, then I suggest you go watch uh, Three Amigos, which is I think I'll, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I had a lots of bits and bobs week. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Sorry. Oh, I saw Disaster Artist. Sorry. Oh yeah, I right might up. talk about that another time. I'm so, yeah, sorry for going off the rails, but I've I've been seriously wanting to talk to somebody about Jim and Andy because yeah, that was a big part of my life mm. you know, years ago, and so the talk about it was good. So went off the rails a bit there. Sorry, <laughs> right. thanks, Jen. It's fine. Uh, what yeah, have you been consuming? Right over to you, Rob. I've been gaming. Oh, I got the Switch for Chrissy. Oh, it's so not a real ah. video game. Just like <laughs> just a like Nintendo. No, it's just Nintendo. Yeah, cool. What are you yeah. playing? Um, well, well, it's not just a Nintendo anymore, but yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, got uh, got uh, the Odyssey pack. Yay. And uh, also got uh, Mario Kart. Is that with the uh, red? Eight. Did you get yes. that with the red yeah, red yeah. Joy Cons? Yeah. 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 Um, so That's it's good. great because yeah, um, uh, I've got the I've got the original Nintendo Wii. I didn't get the Wii U, um, but um, since moving in with my uh, girlfriend <laughs> Caitlin, she's a huge <laughs> into games. So she said we should dust it off and use that. So yeah. we've been playing that a lot more over the last couple of years. Um, so we've got the Switch and it's great. It's really good. The graphics are incredible. The gameplay is great. Uh, Odyssey is amazing. Yeah. Mm. Mario Odyssey is an incredible game. It's absolutely wonderful. You can play it two player. So Caitlin plays Mario. I play Cappy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's cute. And we work each other out going, okay, go to the left. Go to the left. No, the other left. No, 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 no go right. Um, but yeah, really fantastic stuff where uh, Cappy can pos- uh, go on to other things and you can possess other things. How, have you been a caterpillar yet? Haven't been a caterpillar yet. We've been, I've been, we've been bullets frogs. a couple of times. We've been frogs. We've been um, uh, this like a flying lizard creature. When he becomes the spark to get between worlds yes. as well, and it's just big oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's uh, um, it's, a- it's a lot of fun. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is awesome because a couple of the issues from Mario Kart Eight on the <laughs> Wii U has been changed. Uh, fixed up, so now you can hold things behind you. Yep. You can have more than one oh, yeah, um, right. stuff like that. Uh, the switch is amazing. I adore it. I love it, and it's set up right next to my Wii, and it's just on uh, just above my uh, SNES Mini. So <laughs> I'm getting full gaming. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm I'm tempted to hunt down and get. They've just they released the um, Atari 2600 yeah. Mini version. Yeah. So so yes, I'm in a gaming mood. Switch is amazing, beautiful fun. I've already played detached as well with a detached uh, console um, as well, and yeah, it's just don't try and play Mario Kart on the train because you'll feel very sick. No, because but but can I don't know if you can do it. No, no, no. You, so have you can't. To you got to you got to use you the joystick. Do it with the little joystick. I'm sitting there because the screen's so big, and I was in one of the really bright um, like tracks, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, I feel I can't concentrate, and the train's turning, and I'm like, oh boy, I'm oh gonna vomit. So mm-hmm. that's um, fun. So yeah, oh, playing dear. lots of Switch, and it is awesome. Sweet. What about you, Sandra? What have you been consuming lately? Um, I've actually been considering getting a Switch because it's on sale at the moment because yeah. of Christmas, New Year's, but I don't have time to get another console. Um, <laughs> like I'd probably get Zelda and play it over two years. <laughs> that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing I'll touch on that console. I've still only played an hour of that. Yeah. I do want to play Odyssey though because it's the first semi-original Mario game in a while and I'm really yeah. interested. But, it's, um, a little, it's a little bit um, Mario 64. Yeah, yeah. That's why I love it because yeah. it's my favourite game. Definitely. 
Um, the new season of Black Mirror just came out, yeah. so I'm going to hopefully watch that uh, tomorrow. Apparently the first episode is like a Star Trek it is, take yeah. on... So it's not what have you been consuming lately, it's what, have you, what will you what be consuming? What will I be consuming will be Black Mirror, I can yeah. tell you that much, as well that. as... A whole bunch of films that I've missed out on. Mm. Um, hoping to see three billboards soon as well, which I'm really excited I for. Interesting things. I want to see that. I have a friend who lives in the US, and so it's out there already. Mm. Yeah, um, it's out here. It's that and Lady Bird, which I really want to mm. see before I get my final list out. But Lady Bird's not out until March, which is very annoying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but what I have been consuming is I have been binge reading over the course of about a month uh, the Vertigo comic book series Why the Last Man yes. by Brian K. Vaughan and Pia Guerrera. I mainly read it because I love Brian K. Vaughan's current series Saga, which is yep. like a super violent take on yeah. Star Wars. It's amazing. If you haven't read it, definitely do it's it. Awesome. It's one of those rare books that I read as it's coming out. I hate reading comic books monthly because I, I just forget <laughs> everything. Um, but that one I have been it's really really good uh why the last man though it came out like early yeah. 2000s it's one of the i think it's the second gra- comic i ever read oh wow well Fun. like you know in that sort of form it was sandman and then oh why yes the absolute classic what's a one. man uh this one yeah it takes place in 2002 it's about uh a kind of uh, apocalyptic disaster in which all living mammals that have the Y chromosome just die See ya. all at once. They're all gone. The patriarchy has been smashed. Aside from one guy <laughs> called Yorick Brown and his monkey, and it's, it's basically them. And with the monkey's a name is Ampersand. Great name. Ampersand. Ampersand. Yes. Yes. I always liked that. Uh, and yeah, it's just them kind of figuring out what happened and. Uh, his girlfriend was in Australia at the time, so that's one of the main plots, as well as um, just finding a cure, that type of thing. So, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. It takes place over, I think it was about, let me get the exact number, 60 issues. Uh, so that's 10 volumes, which I read through. And it's good. I think <laughs> I went into it with very high expectations, and I don't think I should have. Oh, okay. Because I-, I like a lot of it. I like how it's written. I like the art. I like most of the characters, um, aside from Yorick, for like the first couple yeah, volumes because he's, he's, uh, he's just lame-o. <laughs> he's very he's just your typical character. Yeah. Um, I liked three fifty five though, and they introduced a character called Rose a bit later on, who was really cool as well. I think her name's Rose. Yeah, Rose. I love uh, the, she's the, cool. like women that have gone full Amazon. Oh yes, yeah, the Amazon cut a boob off so they can hold their bow and arrow properly, and they're just like badass. Awesome. Yeah. And it's like how long? doesn't take them long to fall into that either it's like um it was like straight from like the first couple issues yeah so yeah it's like how long, long has it been all. since all the men died and it's just like boom amazon i love yeah. it <laughs> that's one thing that i didn't like about it the time moves yeah. in real time which is not something you, you usually get in a comic book like yeah. uh for example there's a current series going on called watchmen doomsday clock or something which is like a continuation of the watchmen series they're crossing over with the dc universe and it's getting released over the course of the year but it only takes place in like a couple weeks mm. right whereas this uh got released over the course of like five years and it takes place in five years right yeah. and it's kind of confusing like in between novels as massive time jumps which does kind of make sense because they are just going from one side of america to the other side to like paris and then like to <laughs> australia or whatever so it makes sense that there's these massive time jumps and of course because there's no cars working they're like taking boats and that type of thing um, but it's a little bit 
It's a little bit confusing at times. Uh, And also, there were massive story arcs I just didn't care about. Um, Yeah, but, you know, for the most part, I thought it was pretty good. I just... I would just suggest not going into it with massive yeah. expectations. Okay. It's probably one of my least favourite Vertigo series, but in terms of everything the Vertigo has made, and a lot of it is fantastic, uh, that's not really saying anything. That's saying <laughs> it's better than a lot of comics, but um, it's not as good as stuff like Saga and Sandman. Saga's and, awesome. um, and this And this one I just picked up called Sweet Tooth, which I'm reading at the moment. It's like this weird... I don't even know how to explain. I'll I'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll probably give it the uh, big old schmeh. A big old schmeh for one of the last man. But Excellent. it was pretty good. Yeah, oh, I would recommend it if you're a comic book fan. If you're not, uh, just I found the art it. really like it was a good. The art it was is gorgeous. Good comic for me to get into because I was introduced to graphic novels or comics via Sandman, and that's pretty weird. Like Sandman yeah. goes changes weird artists places. all the time. So. Yeah. But then to go from that into Why the Last Man, which is a little bit more uh, with a like easier to follow kind of storyline, <laughs> it's not quite as supernatural. Um, it's a re- I think it's a really cool place to start if you want to just start reading co- yeah. like graphic novels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because Actually, it's, yeah. No, it's I agree a pretty cool concept. Um, easy for a storyline. Good artwork. Um, the the um the panels aren't super busy. Like you find some like comics, you're just like mm, so much to look at. Um, so yeah, I would I, I enjoyed. It. I still haven't finished it though, so I still don't know oh, okay. what happened to all the Y chromosomes and why he survived. I will say that the final arc is probably my favorite. Cool. The final issue is a bit weird, but the final story arc is fantastic. Um, I it love actually comics get a bit weird. It actually delivers. Well, which is what? nothing what? like comic books never do. That. They never deliver. <laughs> they Aside from maybe open. Sandman. Oh, actually, Sandman was a little bit underwhelming. The ending. Yeah, actually. like it was fantastic, but it was kind of like, oh, okay, that's how it ended. Interesting. Yeah. Rather than, oh wow, all my dreams are coming true. <laughs> Everything's tied up nicely. And yes. you get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. <laughs> all right, let's get into the the. I was going to say the muse. The muse. <laughs> the muse. Here she comes. Uh, no, the news. Um, we got a couple trailers. Well, I got three Cup trailers. We'll talk about them very quickly. One of them was meant to debut in front of Star Wars, because but because we live in Australia, we don't get. So trailers. what trailer did we get again? Uh, the Greatest Showman, which you've seen. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Hugh Jackman the other day. What at at uh, um, where I went to see Coco? Yeah, at the huh. cinemas at the Crown Casino. My partner goes, "It's Hugh Jackman," and I was like, "What Hugh Jackman? <laughs> where the Rock?" <laughs> and by the time he, I had figured out who he meant. He'd yeah. gone, but yeah, he was at the cinema. Oh, That's right. good. Going he into gold class. Yeah, I think he was there for some event. Oh yeah, yeah. there was the premiere in Sydney, and then they would have had one in Melbourne, mm. which anyway. a couple friends were at. And they were all like, I feel tempted to give it a good review because I shook hands with Hugh Jackman, but I'm not going to. Is he any... We don't want to talk about it. I'll talk talk about it later. Okay. Um, But, uh, yeah, uh, let's get into news. Yeah. First trailer is from a film that Peter Jackson has been trying to make for a long time. Peter Jackson. Um, (laughs) Every time. But he's not directing it. He's producing Producing it. it, It's called... Well, the full title is Peter Jackson's... Just like, why have your name at the start of well, it? Yeah, it's kind of like what Spielberg did in the I just think 80s. of Percy Jackson. It's Percy Jackson. <laughs> you know that movie? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Let's make Greek gods and Greek mythology modern and cool. The book Fuck is off. great. I enjoyed it's the book true. way more than the Harry Potter books. Um, ooh, uh, wow. Percy Jackson. We'll just saying that. that. When I was, you're saying that to a man wearing his Hufflepuff shirt. I'm saying that and when I, I was eight. I the great aunt. Anyway, sorry. Also, I was eight, so like my opinion is void. Um... 
Peter Jackson's. Uh, Peter Jackson's Peter The Mortal. Jackson's. The more, oh, I was going to say The Mortal Instruments. That's a completely different That's a rubbish adaptation. Uh, <gasps> mortal Engines. So it's basically about. It's kind of like Mad Max, except yeah, instead of small cars, it's entire cities. On the back of like on the back of but trucks. they're mortal <laughs> apparently apparently that we're we're on but the engines themselves are mortal. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm just gonna say it. The 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 font for the title is rubbish. Yep. Wow, At least we're it's not papyrus. Um, it's real bad, but I'm looking forward to it because I think it, it's 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 not. Be comic I'm looking sans. forward to it so that I know what the movie's about. I want to see the movie so I know what the fuck it's about. Yeah, yeah. it's just basically it's like just mad. Yeah, it's like there's. a London's on the back of a truck and people... Yeah, well, it's like, what is that? She's like, it's London. And I'm like, and uh, is it a killer? I'm not sure. Is it a killer London? Looks a little bit Howl's Moving Castle, a little bit Mad yeah, Max, a little yeah. bit... Uh, oh, look, I will wait It reminded see. me of Wild Wild West too. Oh. Yeah, no, it, oh, Kevin, totally. what's his face? It's like spider thing yeah. and the movie. Yeah. When I stroll into the Wild Wild West. Uh, and I into the Wild Wild Another West. song I loved when I was eight years old. Hey, great movie. That was the only trailer that they played at the start of Phantom Menace. Oh, really? So <laughs> all the times I went and saw Phantom Menace in the cinemas. Wild Wild West. West. And, and we're about to do the Wild Wild West. what a And he's got a big That's what came into my mind when I watched this trailer. I can see that. Yeah. Um, it could have been because when we went to watch Mag 7 last night, we looked up Westerns, and it was one of the ones on Netflix. <laughs> and I went, let's watch that. And Patty was like, let's not. Well, Wild Wild West is... Would have been better than Mag 7. Look, Wild Wild oh. West was the first attempt well, to yeah, bring... Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, Wild yeah. Wild West was really the first attempt to bring steampunk into yeah, mainstream cinema. Yeah, definitely. They tried to bring steampunk, and so, like, you know, steampunk has this massive subculture within mm. nerddom and stuff like that. It's never cracked really into mainstream uh, cinema or television. Um, yeah. But for, for yeah, so that's of note. That's the only yeah, thing to anyway. be of note of Wild Wild West. Um, it, it seems like they're going to bring steampunk into this film as well. This, yeah, that, the that's goggles. probably what gave me that. There's the goggles and, well. and the lead actress with the uh, with the uh, the well-placed bandana over uh, her face. That's it. That's it. Going for a bit of a Ray vibe there, mm. even though the books came out before. Yeah. I saw it and I went, I think it's a book series that came out right when I was too young for it and probably when you were too old for it. Like, yeah, it was, okay. like, the late 90s or something. And what too about old. me? I was too old. Yeah. I was just right on time. Right on time. That's it. I was reading Babysitter. Because we're all, like, t- 10 years apart, which is cool. Are you, how so old are you? I'm 19. You 39. are not. <gasps> <laughs> what? You didn't know that. You oh. are not 19. He's you are 19. not 19. Yeah. I can't. I'm sorry, audience. I can't. The, yeah. The people's Sandra Felcher is 19. He's younger than our podcast. I was talking podcast. about... He's the younger people's. than our podcast. That's what I mean. Like, holy shit. <laughs> we need to move on. Anyway. I have an aneurysm. Oh. Uh, the Mortal Engines looks fine. Next trailer we got. You've just upset Auntie Jen. <laughs> oh, fuck. Mortal <laughs> Engines look shit. That's all I have to say and, about yeah, that. Yeah, that's all. It looks fine. We'll probably all see it. Yeah. Um, next up, a film we'll definitely all see because Rob will probably drag us to it. Ocean's Eight. I'm excited. I think it's great. I'm excited except for one moment. Yeah. Fucking James Corden. Yeah. Oh, he ruins everything. No, I, I like, James like him. Like, but he could. He's on thin ice. Yeah. <laughs> what like moment? That. I've I didn't rewatch the trailer, but I saw it recently. Oh, just the fact that he's in the. Movie. Oh, okay. Right, I'm right, over right, him. Right, right. I'm over Corden. He's like you know grubby and disgusting and hmm. yeah and horrible, eh. horrible human being. However, the rest of the cast are not grubby and disgusting. Oh my god! How incredible is that cast? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of people who it does kind of feel like. Like I don't like Sandra Bullock. 
Um, I'll just say that I don't like anything she's done for a very long time. I love Sandra Bullock. Too. She was amazing in uh, Gravity. Um, no, I hate Gravity. Oh, okay. Oh, I put well, that in why. the same category as like Avatar. In yeah. they, they look good, but eh. Um, but the rest of the cast are great. You got Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Australia's sweetheart, uh, Mindy. Uh, the Mindy Kaling? Yeah, she's all right. She's doing a lot. She's in. I saw her in a. She's in the trailer for Wrinkle, Wrinkle in Time. Which yes. I- Love that book. Oh my god! Really I never read the book, but I, I, I just saw that and went, "I've got to I'll read that book." I'll lend you the book also. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Real, real. Yeah, I need to read the book. I think I actually bought it the other day. Rihanna's in it, who was no good in Battlefield, but she was in Valerian. Not in it for long, but she was pretty good in that. We've also got Sarah Paulson, film. who's in Marriage yeah. Horror Story. Sarah Paulson is amazing. I, love. I yeah. love everything Sarah Paulson does. She was in um, Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip. Mm. Aquafina. Aquafina, yep. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Well, Helena Bonham Carter. You know, let's just hope she doesn't play. Oh, she will. No, no, yeah. no, no. She was amazing in the King's Speech, and she didn't. Play she in was wonderful in that. King's, actually, yeah. you're right. Let's She's... go back to her being an actress and not just. Hmm. Oh, by the way, <laughs> if you don't know what this film's about, it's uh, it's like a continuation of the Ocean's trilogy, the reboot yeah, trilogy. She's Danny Ocean's sister. Yeah, it's an all-female cast aside from James Corden. Uh, Richard Armitage and Damian Lewis. I think Matt Damon's meant to be in it as well. I don't he know. does a cameo. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. It looks alright. My only real issue, I guess, like I'm open for 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 Sandra Bullock is just because Anne Hathaway's in it too. I love Anne Hathaway. Yeah. After I just saw, anyone Hathaway. I just saw Colossal, and I'm back in love with Anne Hathaway. I want to see Colossal. <laughs> it's real good. Um, yeah, but my thing is just the director. He's done The Hunger Games, which I loved. Oh, he did oh. the first Hunger Games? The very first one. Yeah. Which loves that film. Gary, yeah. Gary Ross? Yep, yep, uh, Gary Ross. But that's probably the only film in his filmography that I like. He there? did Free State of Jones from last year, which I didn't love. Uh, sea Biscuit, Pleasantville. Sea Biscuit? Pleasantville? So, you know. I fucking love Pleasantville. Oh. I mean, Sea Biscuit was good. It was no secretariat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's a very well-made trailer. Doesn't give the away trailer too looks much. No, and it looks like Anne Hathaway's playing the um, Andy Garcia character. Yes, which I like. Yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is quite good. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll watch. I think it, we'll I think it looks definitely good. watch. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. it. Pretty good. What has James Corden done recently? In terms oh, of cinema? I saw the trailer for fucking Peter Rabbit. Oh, All right. is he Peter Rabbit? He's playing Peter Rabbit. Sia's playing Miss Tiggy Winkle. See, I don't and hate... And Miss Tiggy Winkle that. is like, um, growing up, we had this like toy, Miss Tiggy Winkle, you twist and it plays music. Yeah. So like, my sister and I are obsessed with Miss Tiggy Winkle. Like, she, she sings. Okay. What Sia, else? why else would you have Sia play? Mm, he's doing Wreck-It Ralph 2. Also doing... Oh, he did the Emoji Movie rap. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, so I loved him o- in opening the Tonys. Trolls and Norm. Yeah, okay. I, I like... I think <laughs> Rob's just staring. I at think myself. my thing with him is in all of his films, and it looks like he's going to be doing the same with Peter Rabbit. He just kind of plays. Oh, he's a bum- bumbling James Corden. He just I, plays the same character. I think so, that's a persona he's created. You reckon? And the real James Corden is a, a grubby, creepy, misogynistic. Um, oh, wow, um, no talent. Uh, if in a year's time it all comes out that he is, I'm going to be like. Rob, tell me the lottery numbers. Yeah, um, it, it all started to hit for me like when he did that, um, you know, that really tasteless Weinstein joke at a an awards night, and he tried to cover it up, and it went. Was that post or pre Weinstein? Yeah, that was post. That was post. Oh, like, I must have blocked that out of my brain. It did really bad. It's like, gone to the point where every time someone, say <coughs> Ian McCallum, says something. Yeah. I kind of just pretend it didn't happen and like block it out because I'm exhausted by all this now. I'm mm. just like 
No, no, he couldn't have. He couldn't have. He couldn't have. And a very drunk Patrick Stewart win him years ago at an awards night. I'm there going, there's got to be some. I, there's got to be something behind that because I trust Patrick Stewart with my life. Yeah, right. But even um, I'm, I'm sure we'll mention it with Coco with John Lasseter. Um, with the oh, Ian Mc- yeah. with the Ian McKellen one, didn't he just say that that's what they used to do and he didn't give his opinion he on it? Didn't put all? it very well though. The way he right. said it was that they um, were asking for it. Because essentially, without saying, I mean, I first saw it on Channel Seven, so you know, take that. (laughs) But they basically said he has demeaned everyone, but he just just kind of said, "This is what they used to do." Their equivalent of clickbait, anyway. But yeah, but that's not James Corden. That's not yeah. So I'm waiting for the for the for the other shoe to drop, yeah, and okay. everyone finally catches up and goes, "Oh no, he's not very funny. He isn't he? very funny. He isn't very good. He isn't a very good person." That's the main thing I'm worried about. Okay, so. fair enough. Anyway, uh, we got another trailer. But yeah, looking forward to Ocean's Eight. We got another trailer. This one looks no good. No. Uh, Disney's Nutcracker. Da, 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 da. So. Great music. Yeah. Who's the, yeah. Who composed that? <laughs> Great that, job. That was a uh, they're the uh, they're, they're the modern John Williams. <laughs> Uh, so coming, so coming off the back of <laughs> uh, Wrinkle in Time, yep. which is a great trailer. Oh my mm-hmm. god! I'm looking forward trailer. to that film a lot. This is their next live action adaptation. I think before um, Mary Poppins is the one after this, or maybe oh, Dumbo. About that. Mary Poppins. <gasps> Dumbo. They're gonna fuck up Dumbo. They're I gonna, reckon. Th- that's gonna yeah. be. I think Johnny Depp's isn't it? In it isn't uh, <laughs> is he playing Dumbo? <clears throat> Oh, uh, who knows? No, um, I want to like Dumbo. Yeah, but yeah, they're doing a live action version of the Nutcracker story I never cared for. Uh, aside I from couldn't the music. tell you what it was about further than it being about a Nutcracker. It's anyway, a, it's an odd choice. And soldiers. It's an odd choice to make. The Look, nutcracker it could be good. Wait, when's franchise. it coming out? Next year. Christmas. So around this time next year. So yeah. say because it's absolutely a Christmas. Film. Oh, it's yeah. definitely a Christmas film. Um, I don't think it's a musical, which is a good thing because mm. they. They messed up Beauty and... I'll talk about it more in Coco, but um, we, with Beauty and the Beast, they cast no one who could sing. It was nope. all auto-tuned. Oh, it was mm-hmm. no good. Um, and I just got, that, was, that was a big thing about um, Greatest Showman as well. Yeah, well... Is for, it a musical? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I got the, the majority of the that trailer. cast are pretty good singers, but it's Hollywood, so of course they're going to auto-tune it. Um, uh, yeah, but it basically looks like... Well, I mean... The story of the Nutcracker pretty much is Alice in Wonderland, but Christmassy. Yeah, right. And with a Nutcracker guy. <laughs> that's all I can tell you about it. I'm confused because it's a ballet. Yeah. And in the movie, it's not, but then there's some ballet in it. And I was like, this one? Is it, yeah. is it a ballet? Like, nah. She's dancing. She's dancing, Renez May's dancing. Oh my God. It's a bit like, of dancing. yeah. Is it a? Li- is She's it a, your private is dancer. Is it a movie version of a ballet? I don't know. I don't know. I probably won't don't see it. Care. The cast, we'll see it for this one. The cast look alright. It's got the girl from The Conjuring. Uh, I remember. She the way Sandra's sitting right now is so know. just like it's cast's alright. Just it's got Morgan Freeman his taking his tache- paycheck. That's yeah, who's he meant to be in that? I think he's uh, some. He's Narrator. the sorcerer that sends a. Into right. The other world. Oh, he's the source. He's okay. the magic man. Sure. Soothsayer. Anyway, it looks Shmeh. whatever. Because, like, the main thing with this is the visuals. Mm-hmm. The visuals look good. Like, it doesn't look like... It's kind of treading the line of Alice in Wonderland, which was so CGI'd Whoa. it was terrible, and it has not aged well. Oh, the um, um, Burton one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I hated the Burton one. It's a bit Narnia about it as well. It felt a bit narnia to me, coming yes. out in the snow. And... Yeah, yeah. I'll, prob- I'll probably see it. Yeah, I mean... There's probably nothing. I mean, there's no Star Wars film in December next year, so we'll probably have to see it. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So there we go. All right, that's the trailers. Some trailers. 
That's the trailers. Let's get into the non-trailer news. First one is more of a... I don't know. This happens with every film, but there's one part about this that really stands out to me. So, apparently, according to the writer, the, um, they've made the first cut of Black Panther. It's four hours long. <laughs> which Holy is shit. usual. No, no, no. Like yeah, that, yeah, okay. That's okay. a usual thing. Um, the Justice League first cut was also, like, was even longer than that. Oh, God. For example. But... Uh, the thing is that they don't actually know what to cut. <laughs> They're <laughs> looking at this and going, it's we have good. no idea what to cut. It's all good. Keep it all. So, Make it a two-parter. Cut out Martin Freeman, cut out any circus. And yeah. Just, yep. yeah. Well, that's what they're saying. Make it a Kill Bill. <laughs> just split the film in two, release <laughs> oh, it Oh, wow. In two Black parts. Panther, part, um, volume one and volume two. They won't do that, no. but oh, that's no. what uh, some of the writers are saying. But yeah, um... I think that that's a good thing though. If they don't if they're not sure what to cut, that's definitely no, a good thing. There's no slack, yeah. It is yeah. It, it it is their you know, their next brave step where they're opening up a whole new world within our own world that we haven't seen. So that's a very exciting concept as opposed to going to the the you know, outer space realm or the magic mm. realm or whatever. This is sort of like no, this is the world that we have and this is the world that you have not seen and they're going to be doing that a lot more now trying to connect all the uh, phases of the Marvel Universe together yeah. now they can fill in these gaps of sort of like big gaps of time and how do these all relate yeah. and make sense yeah um, um, yeah, yeah I'm very really excited we've got under two months until this is out I know really that's one of the ones that we don't have to wait that much long for yeah, it's out in Feb none of the Marvel films we've got to wait that long for because even Ant-Man and the Wasp is after Avengers and that's June there we go bring it on Marvel we love you there it is um, and that also comes to my thing I'm sorry Jen I hate to disappoint you I'm not going to be joining you on the weekly Marvel watch because okay. I realised that if I did Black Panther would be out of continuity and I'm just like oh, oh okay. I'm not going to do well, that well I'm thinking so, when, when does it suggest watching Black Panther it just says watch just Whatever watch it when it comes in. out. Oh, okay. So and that then feels... if you can get a copy of it before Avengers, watch it again. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to watch Black pa- Wait, because obviously we'll probably want to review it. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure at what point. So, it... I don't know. So does that mean there's no studio, studio movie night? Studio movie night. But he said no, so it's now. Studio Can't you watch some of them? Yeah, I'll watch Just for fun. Do something for fun, Sandra. Come on, Sandra. Your 19-year-old brain. Oh, the young then, people of today, Jen. It's all of it. It's work, work, work. Um, and then, uh, well, because, yeah, because, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp is June, July, so then you got the entire back end of 2018 to watch more, so I'll probably do it then. But anyway, that's just, I just thought that's I'd That's okay. That I probably won't either. Sandra <laughs> likes big just back ends. I don't buy DVDs buy. anymore, oh, and dear. they're not all on the Netflix, and there's not always great ways to watch these That's films. true. I've got them all on DVD. So if I you ever need to ask, I've got them all. I've, I've even got The Incredible Hulk. Don't look ask at, why. Look at us being I've... like a little like book club, lending oh, you books, Rob, and like, books. Sandra lending me movies. Nobody can borrow any of my stuff. Oh. Yes, yeah, Rob's really funny about his stuff. No, it's <laughs> Sorry, I've got a butter menthol in my mouth. So it's that like I your false continue. teeth are coming out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Rob's a little bit funny about his uh, stuff collection. Uh, Apologies good. for the sound, but I'm... This mm. is so that I can continue this episode. Ah, yes. uh, also, sickness. I've got a scratchy voice, so that's why I'm coughing in the background every now and then. Sandro worked all morning. Working on Triple J <laughs> for the people. Apparently, one of the songs he played made someone come. <laughs> I, I told you that in confidence, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this can uh, be a conversation outside of the studio. <laughs> Off air. <coughs> all right. I had to share that because that's fucking awesome. Wow. Oh, dear. He's 19 years old. It's inappropriate. <laughs> Still a child. All right. What's All right. Next? He shouldn't even know that word. We have got so much Star Wars news. 
so much. First bit of Star Wars news. This just came out. It was just announced that... Uh, I was going to say Robin Williams. It was just announced that John Williams is going to be not doing the entire score of Solo, but he's going to be doing uh, the main theme, hmm. um, which is interesting on two levels. One... We're not going to get the main Star Wars theme, but Did you know, Han actually have a theme. No, no, because Leia had a theme. Oh yeah. yeah, you're right. No, he didn't. Uh, okay, well, well then, yeah. this is Williams' chance Han gets to make a one. Theme. Oh, that's um, nice. On top of that, though, this is they haven't really been using uh, Williams much for the story. So this is the first time, probably the last time, he's going to be involved with one of them. First time, last time, he's an old man. So. Uh, yeah, um, look. Um, he needs to stick around for the other 20 Star Wars films, I beg your pardon. <laughs> You're roped in now, John. Yeah, Disney's gone, right, we've lost Carrie. We are not losing John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've got him cloned somewhere down, downstairs. Frozen. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, yeah, because I don't think Han has a thing. Maybe they'll probably take, he'll probably take a piece of, <coughs> piece of music from. He doesn't have a theme, like, there's scenes that he's in that he, that there's obviously music behind, mm. like, shootouts and shit, but he's. Leia's definitely got a theme. Luke's got a theme. Luke's got a theme. I wonder if he's going to make something memorable, though. Because, like, when I think back, the only memorable theme I think he's made in recent years is Ray's theme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I've forgotten all... I know that Kylo has one. I don't remember it. Most of the sound... Um, For me, most of the soundtrack of Last Jedi was just all the greatest hits thrown together. Especially at the end, you're going, crap, you've thrown in three pieces of music that we know, and it's just like a mixtape, like a Spotify playlist. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It could work. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I have faith in him. I, li- I, li- uh, I like his work. Especially seeing as we've got some Han Solo rumours. Yes. Oh, yeah. The first rumour is kind of confirmed maybe. <laughs> it's it's the it's the poster. But I don't think it's the actual... It's like an international poster. I know yep. I sent it to the Facebook page. Yep. Um, it. It's, uh, sh- sure. But I mean, Disney said, no, this isn't us. It's not official. It's not... So some it's not official. It's it. not official. It's a fan art. All right. Well, then we Because we'll Disney point. would announce it. They'd go, yep, that's ours. Yeah. Well, so. it just kind of came in and then everyone was taking it seriously. People do that, don't they? Which, well, because the, the, there was a fan-made Doctor Who title uh, for the upcoming series. They shot that, that down really quickly, whereas they didn't shoot this one down. So, I don't know. But either way... Uh, no good. Um, is what I'll say. <laughs> I need to yeah, find it. It, it. it isn't that. The main thing that I didn't realize it wasn't Star Wars is isn't that interesting. There's yeah. none, it's just a. It's very photoshopped and very, you know, compositing of images together, and that's not going to yeah. be what they're going to yeah. release of the first image. Well, it was an international poster, which is the main reason I was. Mm. But anyway, that's not important. Uh, <laughs> we've got another rumor saying trailers expected in two, two expected in two to three weeks. Ooh. Wow. Um, but the main rumours I want to talk about are off a site called Screen Geek. Now, they have had a bunch of rumours, uh, some faults, but the majority of them that they have predicted, I guess, a lot of the stuff that they have come out with has actually turned out to be true. Okay. So I'm taking these semi-seriously, especially seeing as they kind of line up with other rumours and kind of news that we've heard in the past. So uh, here we go, some spicy Han Solo rumours for you. Spicy rumours. Spicy That's a spicy rumour. Okay, this is a big one. Disney are expecting this film to fail. They are. They are expecting this film to full-on bomb, which is why they're not moving the release date. It's staying in May. They're pretty much riding it off. That's why we haven't seen the trailer so far. Why do they have to ruin this one? Why couldn't they ruin Rogue One? (laughs) So, I love it too, but still. <laughs> um, the main reason is because we've heard this multiple times b- b- before. The guy who's playing Han Solo terrible. can't act, and they have had a dialogue coach on hand for every single one of his scenes <sighs> during the reshoot. Oh, 
And the main reason the original directors were one of the supposed re- the reasons those original directors got fired was because they were all improv-y. He can't improv. He basically got them fired. Also, everything with Kathleen Kennedy. But and 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 um, Lawrence Kasdan. Yes. Um. So that's another rumor. The other one is apparently the script is not good, but originally they were saying this is the best Star Wars script ever so that's a little bit conflicting but the other two seem to be lining up pretty well with what's going on in the lead up yeah. to this film which is a shame I want this to be good but it Me doesn't too. look like it's going to be maybe if I go in with such low hopes go, uh, well, I that I'll ev- be awesome everyone's expectations are through the floor now so no one's going to be walking in going want it to be good everyone's going let's just yeah instead of let's be good let's be good okay, let's we're just. here for Donald Glover yeah yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. is Amelia Clark in it yeah, she, she's in it as well. Why um, did I not know that? We don't know because she's who terrible. She's Sorry, I don't think she's a very good actress. Oh, okay. She does Daenerys, oh. and that's it. Oh. No. She was good in Me Before You, and ter- and she... the only good part of Terminator Genesis. I just think she does her Daenerys thing, and even but, um, that's getting not okay. so good anymore. Okay, so yeah, fair I'm enough. Not, I can see um, that. That just made me um, hate it even more. Uh, Paul Bettany has also said that this is going to be a caper and a gangster film. A gangster <laughs> film. <laughs> It's going to be a gang. So the, that's a bit of fun. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's fun, that's yeah. Look, yeah, I'm just here going. I hope it's a bit of fun. I, I have no hope and no expectations. I'm, I'm going to go and see it because mm-hmm. yeah, because I'm a Star, Star Wars, Wars fan. Um, but yeah, expectations uh, can kill you. That's yeah. it. And they, they have done everything in their power to make this the hmm. most unappealing Star Wars movie <laughs> to go see. So they've they've excelled themselves yeah. with this one. Are we still going to go midnight screening, though? Because I'm tempted not to. Really? I'm kind of thinking I might just go opening night. Yeah. We'll see. I'm tempted know. to go midnight screening. I'm sure it'll, it'll be dead. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, May as well. Like, it's the same month that we're getting... Well, no, it's the month after Infinity War, but it's like the month Infinity War opens yeah. in America. We're getting it in April, but... Yeah. Anyway, I like I like the crowd with um, Rogue One. It was a really nice, you know, solid. The Rogue One crowd was good. Rogue uh, One still for me didn't feel as much like a standalone. Okay. It's, it fit in. It fit yeah. in between four and uh, between um, yeah. three and four. Yeah. Also, considering you need to read two novels to get any background on the main character. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It just felt it felt like it fit in with the story yeah. a little more. Whereas this feels like a very much our yeah. first. Standalone. So it'll be interesting to see if they do a lot of tie-ins. Yeah. yeah. Also, we're, we're, we've already got Han Solo origin novels. There's a trilogy. Read them. There's a short story in uh, from a certain point of view, which just came out. A bunch of short nice. stories I love all the that books. confirms uh, what Credo and Han Solo's relationship was. It's very funny. They were lovers. They were lovers. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, Han always shot first. The uh, <laughs> that's why they broke up. Yeah. <laughs> The next bunch of Star Wars news article things come with a spoiler. So if you haven't seen Last Jedi yet, skip to uh, the next little time code in news because, yeah, all these contain uh, Last Jedi spoilers. Indeed. First one is from Ryan Johnson. He uh, isn't confirming, but he thinks that Phasma is alive. Yeah, I agree. Um, he said in an interview that Phasma is the Kenny of South Park in Star Wars. I like that. That's a fun little line. Can I just say, I've been quite amazed by how much press Ryan Johnson has been doing. Yeah. He has been out there um, talking up everything. Mm. And I'm not saying whether that, I'm not sure whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, whether you like it or hate it. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing with Force Awakens. When that came out, JJ just went, 
That's Done. a film. Yeah. And he did what a director did. He moved on. Yeah. But Ryan Johnson has been out commenting on everything. I guess that's because he's still involved in with this new trilogy. Yeah. I'm not left, sure it's a bold move, though. You know, trust your film, but he's done a lot of justifying. Yeah. He's done a lot of discussion. He's, a, he's embraced all the positive, but he's also embraced the negative. And I'm there going, I'm a little, I'm a little bit worried that he is doing it this much. Yeah. I think he's being f- okay. far too present. He needs to okay. That's let the film speak for itself and people people are going to love it or hate it no matter what. It's Star Wars. You're going to get a massive amount of emotion behind it. Um, like, you know, Stephen Moffat was out there addressing everything in Doctor Who mm-hmm. and we have some batshit crazy fans in Star Wars and Doctor Who. Hmm. Ryan Johnson is doing what um, Moffat is, has done, addressed everything. Yeah. I think I'm into it. Yeah, you like him addressing everything. I'm, I, I, I much prefer not everything, but it's I'm, nice to have a. Bit I much of prefer like, him to step back. For yeah, me personally, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. going, dude. Just I, yeah, I think I prefer if once it gets released on DVD, we get an extended interview yeah, that'd be cool. rather than while it's in cinemas. Yeah, because um, it has had a pretty big drop off uh, going into the third week. Apparently, um, I think Coco has pretty much reigned the box office uh, for the past week. Um, and well, Coco and Coco came out back. a lot earlier in the states. No, yeah, powered through in the states. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's an, it's an, it's an interesting. But point. I agree. I think Phasma is. She needs more airtime. Oh, that's yeah, right. This awesome. is about Phasma. And like <laughs> to see a bullet bounce off of her suit and then to have her just like die. Mm. I'm like, nah. If she survived a trash compactor. She did Which I just imagine with that suit, it just be like, and then be like, just <laughs> bouncing off her suit and going back the other way. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Only if they use that sound. <laughs> yeah, like for her to just be thrown into whatever she th- got thrown into, um, I reckon she's, she's yeah. still around. And still I love um, Gwendolyn Christie, so Christie she can be in more films. Yeah. I want her to be Kylo's right hand right hand man. Get rid of General Hawks and yes, please. Okay, Phasma instead. Yeah. See that? yeah, yeah. We only saw her right at the end, and then she dies. She hasn't there. had any like really. We don't know much about her, yeah. and that's kind of that's kind of like we you know, and that's kind of where Star Wars you know, I mean, yeah, does wrong. Do we go, here's oh, Boba sure. Fett. He's a really cool character. We know a well, little about him. She's the Boba Fett of this. Yeah, one, let's give sure. him more story. And the more we found out about Boba Fett, the less we like the less, him. Yeah. No, I like all his stuff in the Clone get him, Wars. Dad, get him, yeah, did. get him, did. Get him, did. Oh no, he did. No, he's me, did. What? He's me, did. He's did. Fire, did. Fire. Anyway, I think I want more Fat Smart because her suit's fucking awesome. Also, do you also want more Luke Skywalker? Well, I know there will be. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, Mark Hamill, among saying many things, um, I love him. (laughs) First, he was like, I hate the character of Luke Skywalker, but then he's like, I actually know that they got it right, and Ryan Johnson is a genius. And now he's saying that he will be back in Episode Nine. It's a troll. Um, He is a little bit. I love it. He loves it. He's such a ball. He knows how to do it. He knows how to play the game. Um, Ah, of course, Luke. That's not the end of Luke. Of course not. Yeah, we'll get him as a force ghost. He'll be ghosting up. He'll be ghosting it up. Uh, Yeah, I mean that's not really news, but I thought I'd mention it. The other one um, is interesting that they actually revealed this, but we know the the working title for Episode Nine. We had we didn't know the working title for Seven and Eight, but we know it for Nine, which is weird. It's called Black Diamond. Uh, Sure. Um, (laughs) Is it because like Kylo Ren is a dark jewel and he's like rough, (laughs) cut, and but really strong like a diamond, but he's black because he's you know the dark side. Where's black a lot? Stop it. <laughs> I think that's... I think I've cracked it. <laughs> anyway. Like a diamond through glass. 
Uh, well, that's like what Solo was Red Cup project. He's a diamond in the rough. Diamond, diamond, the diamond in the rough. <gasps> One cut. I heard the bread line. That's what they're going to turn it into. Aladdin. Aladdin. Anyway, that's a dumb name. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why they Can reveal they ke- that. Oh, I love when, no when working why. titles become the actual title. Yeah. It's like... Star oh, Wars Snakes on a Plane. Star Wars Episode Nine: Black Diamond. <laughs> I'd <laughs> love it. Let's <laughs> just uh, see the whole fans going, what the fuck? It's a new planet. Yeah. <laughs> the Black Diamond. Like, I don't know why they'd need a working title either. Just call it Episode just Nine. Just call it... It's not like you're casting people who oh don't know they're going to be in a Star Wars film for this one. It they, made sense for Solo, but not for this one. Return of the Jedi was Blue Harvest, yeah. so that it didn't draw attention to the fact that it was the third Star Wars film, so no one was on set taking photos. <laughs> Them releasing the working title is... It's like John Boyega and that just off to work, being like, off to work on Black Diamond, <laughs> don't know what movie this is. <laughs> 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 Getting handed the script <laughs> each day, so I don't know what, like... Oh, God. Weird. Stick out my eyes. Oh, that's good fun. Um, All right. Spoilers are over. Uh, Let's get into (laughs) the best, the best news. So Paramount have announced they're doing a Hasbro cinematic universe. What the hell? Okay. When I read that, I read it wrong and I went, the gummy bears of Haribo. I was like, gummy bear film? I mean, there already is one. Gummy bears Disney. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but there's a, a brand oh, right. of gummy bear called Haribo. Oh. And instead of Hasbro, I read Haribo. And I was like, they make you poop if you eat too many. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> if you see too many of the, <laughs> the Hasbro movie universe. Yes. Um, well, it's basically all because they've finally gotten rid of Michael Bay uh, from, yep. from the Transformers uh, franchise. It's like, fuck. And we don't know if we're getting six yet. I think there was a director in talks. I, I have no idea. But we are getting the... Um, <laughs> it's called... Bumblebee the movie first of all <laughs> it's called the movie Ooh. which I love uh, it's kind of like a nod to the Transformers, Transformers film the movie. because this is set in the 80s as well yeah now the 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 publicity image that has gone up online is is doing exactly what it should do to all the geeky boys around my age hmm. I use boys in inverted commas who remember what Bumblebee was like in the 80s and now they're going oh maybe we'll get you back with nostalgia yes. maybe we'll get you back but I've been burnt too many times by the uh, Transformers cinematic universe uh, so if you don't know, as I said, it's set in 19, 1987. Uh, it is all about the character of Bumblebee, as well as a character called Charlie Watson, played by Haley Steinfeld, who I really like, aside from her music career. None of her songs are that good. They're catchy, but they're not good. Um, I like a lot of the films she's been in, What's though. What's she in? She was great in True Grit. She oh, was amazing in True Grit. But she was young then. She was young she's- then. Uh, she was great in True Grit. I liked her hit in Ender's Game as well. Three Days to Kill. Didn't like Ender's Game. Uh, well, the film wasn't. No, I didn't good, like her either. She was good in it. I thought. <laughs> There's a Kevin Costner film called Three Days to Kill that my dad made me watch, and I really liked her performance in that. She did a film last year which made it into my top ten. The Edges, The Edge of Seventeen. It's incredible. Yeah, I'd actually, recommend watching the trailer it. Trailer for that looked really good. That's a great song. Um, and ooh, baby, ooh, she, baby, ooh. and she's pretty decent in Pitch Perfect Two as well. Uh, three she, is, is not she, good. Is she? I just watched Pitch Perfect Two yesterday. And would I, you say she's that my she is favorite character in that? Would you say she is Pitch Perfect? Yes. She can sing. She's, she can sing. Hmm. Getting um, a Play-Doh film. What? Sorry, I'm looking at uh, Harib- uh, Haribo. Oh, Haribo. I'm only Hasbro gonna- Studios. Haribo. Play-Doh. I'm only going to like 
uh, Bumblebee the movie is when he transforms into his robot self. He looks exactly like Bumblebee. From yeah, the- well, with the poster, it's the same face, so... No, no, no. I don't want him Bumblebee from the movies. I want him to look like Bumblebee from the it's 80s. Bu- it's Bumblebee from the movies. Then in I'm not going to go see it. I want to see him with a with a gold mm. gold horn sticking no, no, up no, the top no. of his head. No, we're going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, go see Play-Doh. Mixed the, animation and live action. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I don't have a, my I'm list. just on the filmography of this studio. That's oh, how wow. excited you this are for TBA. Bumblebee the movie. All <laughs> oh, right, TV. Oh, oh okay. Chinese channel. I'm not sure what this is. Um, But yeah, I think I'm... L- looking forward to Bumblebee in the sense of it's not Michael Bay. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, though, in terms of the Hasbro Cinematic Universe, as I mentioned, <laughs> this is great. They're doing G.I. Joe 3 in 2020. Yeah. Uh, oh, they want to do a crossover, don't they? Because yes, they did comic book versions of that. Yeah, yeah, and I think they did um, G.I. Joe with Transformers. The only reason I love G- I would like G.I. Joe 3 is if, much like the start of 2, they just kill off all the characters. Yeah, kill off Bruce Willis um, and from The Rock. Yeah. Just kill them all off and have a brand new cast because that's what they did in one and then they did it again in two. Mm. I love it they do it in three. It's just as like some the weird thing that goes through all the films. They just kill off the entire it was, cast. It was, it was uh, surprisingly uh, satisfying to have Channing Tatum killed off in, in, in yeah. um, G.I. Joe 2. That was before we knew he was a good actor. That was before was 21 Jump Street where I went, okay, I like you now. Yeah. Uh, we're also getting a Micronauts movie in 2020. I don't know what Micronauts <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look up my notes. Aren't they like a toy? You're a toy. I think it's... Well, yeah. It would be a... I don't know. Um, are they like little astronauts? No. I don't know. Anyway, we're getting a Micronauts movie. Fuck off. And also, it's not in the universe, but they're going to try doing a Dungeons & Dragons movie again. Woo! So, that could go anywhere. That's going to be... Balls. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Got a couple more news, two more news articles left. Next one's pretty short. I just quickly wanted to mention it because it's kind of sad, actually. Um, but the Alien Covenant uh, sequel and the Alien franchise as a whole is reportedly dead after the Fox buyout. So no more Alien movies, which means we're not going to get the Ridley Scott one, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. But we're also not going to get Neil Blomkamp's one, which is so... Sorry, sorry, sorry. What's, what's his name? Neil... A blomkum. <laughs> Thank you. Blomkum. Um, yeah, but we're not going to get either of them, which is a shame. It, it is. Only, yeah, it, it's a shame that we're not going to get Neil Blomkins' version, but um, put it to bed, people. Yeah. Let it rest. I mean, look, I liked Covenant. I thought that it was satisfying in terms of the alien side of things, but it's just not. No. It's just not an interesting franchise anymore. Exactly. So I'm I'm glad to see it uh, die and let it rest um, yeah. for a while. Uh, we've got a writer for Tarantino Star Trek film. It's the same guy who wrote The Revenant. Badass. Ah. Which is... I mean, like, how much dialogue was in The Revenant? Pretty. And the dialogue in that The Revenant was... That spoke really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want my picnic basket back. Screenplays include not just dialogue, but, um, yeah, I think it'll be... Yes. So Mark L. Violent. Smith is his name. It does seem like we're going to get a totally different uh, film um, in terms of a Star Trek film because, yeah, like with him writing, Tarantino directing, this is going to be very MA15+. plus. This is... Possibly a, R-rated. I think that's a pretty good writer. I Yeah, he's, he's he comes from good stock, so I think it's a... You know, not, he's not... And it's also Tarantino just relying on his own stuff or on his usual people. What? Seeing he works within the system. What if 
<laughs> what if Kurt it's Russell. what if it's Patrick Stewart, right? As no, not as, as Capaldi, as Capaldi, getting down uh, and dirty. The, the doctor, as the captain. Yeah, as yeah. Picard. Going back in time, going to like an alternate universe or something, and his younger self is played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, nope. nah. That oh. would be no good. You've got to get Tom Hardy back, who played... And his uh, dad's played by Kurt Russell. <laughs> get Tom Hardy back, who played the younger clone Romulan version of him in Star Trek Nemesis, which was shit. Um, no, I forgot about that. It's, yeah, got, you're it's right. got to be Mirror... It's got to be Mirrorverse. It's yeah, got to be... Yeah. Uh, trapped and if Patrick in Stewart's in it, man, he'll have a fucking ball. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. Everything all, Everything has to go to shit. All right. Um, it has to go Mirrorverse. All the phases one. are set to kill. That's set it. Set to kill! All right, we've got a little bit of a speed round. Are you ready mm. for those one-sentence reactions to these news topics? So here we go. Speed round number one. Uh, David Eyre has confirmed that Gotham City Sirens is still in development, but I, he said it during an interview for the film Bright, which is rubbish, oh, and I'm hoping that David Ayer gets fired because he made Bright. It's probably be bad because of Max Landis, though, because also some stuff came out about him. He's not a good person. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but Gotham City Sirens is still happening, so... I haven't seen Bright, What's so no comment. Yeah, Bright, no good. Bright got um, Don't watch hand. it. I saw the trailer for it last night on Netflix just as we were scrolling through and went, that looks good, and I like Will Smith. Mm. It's a good concept, but the film is way too preachy, which is weird because the moment that it came out, like, Max Landis is all like, I'm better than everyone because of all my ideals, and then he comes out, and you do not have good ideals. Oh, <laughs> wow. what's, what's Max Landis got to do with this? Uh, he wrote it. All right. So he wrote Bright. But, but anyway, um, I don't care about Gotham City Sirens. No, I don't care either. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm disenfranchised with all things DC. No. <laughs> uh, okay, proper speed round. Uh, the Office is getting revived without Steve Carroll, but it's the American series. Haven't watched any so, of it. So, you know, who cares? But I, I do. I love the I love the American Office. And, uh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I adore the American Office. Oh, really? Steve Carell was incredible uh, as uh, Michael Scott. Um, <laughs> the cast were great. It lost its way when Carell left at the end of um, season seven. Um, but yeah, Ed Helms did a great job. It's going to be interesting to see why they're bringing it back, especially with um, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, all the supporting cast were wonderful, but um, especially uh, John Krasinski has moved on. He's now doing uh, you know the Jack Ryan TV show for Amazon. Um, it's a Jack Ryan TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Know about that. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm I'm rubbish. surprised to hear that. Cause, yeah, I love the American Office. Okay, Jen. I've only seen the British one. Okay, so I couldn't care less. Uh, the director of Gerald's Game is uh, that's the the Netflix Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. One of two we got this year. Both were very good. Uh, the, the director of that is hoping to do a Shining sequel. Mm-hmm. Of course, based off the Shining sequel novel, Doctor Sleep, which I um, have and haven't read. I've had it for like eighteen months. Yeah, my thing with this. I'll keep it to a sentence. I, the Shining movie has nothing to do with the book for the most part, so if it's a sequel to the film based off Doctor Sleep, makes no sense. Yeah, true. And then, then if they want to do that, they might have to remake The Shining. Assuming the, the what's it called, director of the film? Um, Kubrick. Kubrick. Yeah. Because then Stephen King did a version of it. It was a telly movie. The telly movie one. <laughs> it's which terrible. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. But they try to keep it closer to the novel. Yeah. But, okay, yeah. so maybe it's a sequel to that. Either way, I like this. He's a great director, but yeah, Schmier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting choice. Um, I love The Shining, so yeah, Shining's oh, yeah. great. It's great. Uh, this next news is no good. Uh, the director of Into the Woods, uh, Rob Marshall, 
is in talks to direct The Little Mermaid. Don't need it. Oh, we don't need it. We don't need the Beauty film. And the Beast showed that. We're going to get the film anyway, and I would prefer that we didn't get this directed. Look, Rob Marshall directed um, uh, Chicago, the Oscar-winning um, musical, Love which is fucking great. It's, a, it's one of the best modern musicals and how they justify the singing in reality. I love how they have the the music world where they slip into like their own heads to sing the songs and it's all musical and then they come out into the hard reality of 1920s Chicago um, so yeah Rob Marshall has gone off the, the deep end a bit and he's just become a gun for hire for Disney which is a shame right yeah. uh, the Andy Circus Jungle Book movie has been renamed to just Mal Mowgli Mowgli, Mowgli. Mowgli. Um, I don't need another Jungle Book film no yeah, I don't know why we're getting this but we are so Pfft. at least they changed the name originally it was Jungle Book Origins <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, following on from the Max Landis thing, as soon as everything came out about him, Dirk gently got cancelled by the BBC America. That's right, it did. Which is a shame because it's a good show, but yeah, I'm happy that uh, the BBC America decided to take action on that. I haven't seen Dirk Gently. It's on my list. Yeah, I, I, you don't have to watch it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and finally, Tommy Wiseau uh, now wants to star in not only a Star Wars film, but also a Marvel or a DC film. Having seen, <laughs> Who should he play? Having seen The Room for the first time and Disaster Artist recently, which, um, because I didn't get to talk about it, I might do a little spoiler-free review for the Facebook page, which I've been meaning yeah. to do for a week. Um, I think he's fucking great. <laughs> How and good I'm, would he be? The idea that he wanted to be in The Disaster Artist and they were like, how are we going to put this guy in? He's so obviously who? It's yeah. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. So um, he's, put him um, in as like a weird cat, like a weird alien or something. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, he's actually got a new film coming out next year with Greg Sestro, who played uh, Mark, I think. Okay. Um, and he's who great. wrote the original book of the Disaster Artist? Uh, that's it's like them on a road trip. They're besties, man. So I think Tommy Wiseau is making a comeback, guys. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Disaster anyway. Artist has done him a lot of favours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. And he is trying to milk that for all it's worth. And why not? Why not? He's a human being. <laughs> he certainly say, is. Yes. Uh, well, might not be. <laughs> <laughs> that is the news and speed round. Long news section, but there was a lot to get through. A lot to get through. Because uh, we took a little break, if you didn't notice. So there's quite a bit of news. We had a Chrissy um, break. Chrissy break. But let's jump into our main review, I guess. Yeah. We yeah. all went It'll to be a little short and... Short and sweet main yeah. review. I mean, I took notes for it, so that goes to show wow. you had dedicated I am. <laughs> um, we all went to the cinema to see the brand new Pixar film uh, Coco. If you aren't familiar with it, it's about a kid who really wants to be a musician, but his family just like, no, nah, you can't, you can't do we it. We hate music. And so he... You have to work for our shoe, shoe company. And uh, it's in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. He steals the guitar of a famed musician and basically gets cursed to... Uh, the land of the dead. To the land of the dead. That's it. On Dia del Muertos. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he has to make his way back before sunrise. That's yep. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think? We'll do like the quick round the table opinions. Um, I've been reading a lot of press about it because it's been out in the states for a, a couple of months and it's been going gangbusters in the states. And I knew the fact that it was you know telling uh, uh, a, a Mexican themed story, mm-hmm. telling uh, you know Mexican mythology and Mexican um, culture, which is good, especially off the back of Disney doing Moana. This is a good uh, shift mm. of things. I was excited to see that with Disney and Pixar working together to diversify their storytelling. 
Um, but uh, I was so amazed. I adored this film. It was so beautifully done. The story is great. And I love the fact that Disney is stepping away from fairy tale romance stories. You know, Disney's been pushing it hard so that Moana does the less of the princess stuff, more of the less of the mm-hmm. romance and more of the family. The animation is incredible. The storytelling is it was good and quite dark in some areas and went to some, you know, serious stuff in there for, for kids to deal with and learn about. Really good celebration of a different culture's perception of death and the mm. afterlife. Um, so, yeah, that's my initial thoughts. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely stunning. I didn't really know what it was about. I saw, I'd seen one poster, which is um, little Miguel with his guitar, like striking a pose, and I was like, oh, it's about, oh, what's the name of the musicians? Oh, my God. My mariachi. Word, a mariachi costume. Right, yeah. So I was like, it's about mariachi music, and... I dragged my partner along because he's not really into animations, but I was like, it's about guitars. You love guitars. So we saw it, and like 10 minutes in, I was like, yes. It's <laughs> Dia de los Muertos, which I love that whole, like, I'm obsessed. I'd love to go to Mexico for that the day holiday. Of the day yeah. It'd be insane. Um, I didn't know it was about death. I went on the same day as I went to a funeral, so there was a lot of death that day, but the way that it sort of, you know, there was a, as you said, it goes to some quite dark places, mm. but not in a, like a you feel kind of sad and like this but but the way that it's done is oh, just it's never so gr- it's never grim it's never grim yeah. um it, but it's important like kids uh, to introduce kids to death in this way is i think really important um the, this idea of like they're always still with you family is still around blah, 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 depending yeah. on what you believe in of course so even though it was kind of like oh okay a lot of death today um i walked out still feeling like really lighthearted and mm. and like fulfilled Okay. Um, and I thought all the performance, the, the voice acting was amazing. I loved um, it. And it was really you? beautiful yes. and colourful. Mm. So beautiful. Um, yeah, look, I, I liked oh. it. I just... Um, okay, I'll start with what I liked. The yeah. animation was gorgeous. All of it uh, was fan- It was super realistic as well, aside from their ears. I'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but all of it was... Amazing! I loved all the animation, most of the voice acting. Uh, as you mentioned, I love that it's set in Mexico. It just brought something so different to an animated film. The great thing about Pixar is they're always kind of setting their films somewhere where you don't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one was more of a straightforward story in terms of the characters, but I love that it was set uh, somewhere where we don't get many animated films, especially kid films as well. And it didn't feel tokenistic or it didn't feel cliched. Exactly. You, know, yeah. you had your mariachi bands and all that type of stuff, but it was very much, that was the world. It wasn't feel like it was all cliched and you weren't going to see Speedy Gonzalez running past or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um... I, my thing with the film is I just all throughout it uh, even the concept and how it dealt with death I thought I, I, I've seen it before in other Pixar films I thought it was okay. way too similar to Finding Nemo um, in terms of the character's journey um, mm-hmm. and the whole reason he goes on that journey um, saying that it's still one of the best Pixar films it's their best one since, since Inside Out as well mm-hmm. and you do feel everything it's quite yeah. an emotional film yeah um, uh, I just, yeah, there's a couple things in it that I just couldn't help thinking. I've seen this before, and I think that's one of the reasons why I don't love it as much as I think you two do. But, okay. Um, so where should we start our proper review of it? Um, well, let's look at uh, 
what I really want to talk about, it, it, so it deals with the Day of the Dead Festival, which is a big thing in, in Mexican culture, so that you put out the photos of your loved ones who have passed on so you can remember them and they lay out food and stuff like that. And so, petals. Yeah, petals mm. so they can cross over, find their way to, you know, to the food left for them or the celebrations for them, and then they go back. It's once a, And so you see the from our realm and then you see it in the, the realm of the dead. And what I really love is that they turn the realm of the dead to just be like kind of an extension of the real world yeah so true. going from the land of the dead to the land of the living is like going through customs yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to that. have your passport and you have to be scanned and everyone's got a job everyone has a you know, goes to work and does the thing and you, your life carries on in some ways um but also the ramifications of the real world affects the the world of the dead as well so mm. that you know if you know your reputation is lost in the real world, it is affected in the afterlife. So it just feels like this beautiful extension, as opposed to life, death. There's a separation. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, really powerful stuff. What I meant by the dark, not the darkness, but some serious issues. The fact that if you are not being talked about, if you are forgotten, then your spirit in the afterlife fades, fades away mm. to, to final, the final death. The final death. There's- yeah, I was like, whoa. And then that line, it goes, it happens to all of us. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no Eventually. matter how much you're remembered mm. or stuff like that, all of us will be forgotten. Yeah. Um, and you just, that was was really powerful to mm. bring that in, to drop that in. Yeah. Because it's important. Thought, like the death after death as well. Which yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, see. God, that's not, the, it's just, all right, you die again. It, it's yeah. just, yeah, I thought, yeah. And then they don't know whether there's anything after that. They may be. There may be, they but, but we don't know, that. know. Yeah. And it's the importance of, like, talking to people about people that have passed and like yeah, keeping and res- that conversation alive respecting and- the past respecting family yeah. all that type of stuff was yeah. really powerful um, I love the uh, inclusion of uh, uh, Frida yeah Frida uh, to her, the ghost of her uh, the spirit of her was there oh right and yeah. she's a part of the <laughs> in charge of the art design <laughs> of, um, of the, the famous the famous musicians uh, afterlife concert Ernesto de la Cruz Ah, Mr. Delacruz. Played by Benjamin Bratt, who's awesome. Oh, yeah. it was Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, he's cool. And who, yeah, there was um, a great cast as well. Like, I think. Um, All uh, Spanish. Yep. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, Edward James Olmos is in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And who played. John Ratzenberg is in it too. <gasps> who did Ratzenberg play? Juan Ortondosia. I don't know who that is. Oh, of course he was in there. He's in all of them. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I love the, I, I, I love the concept of it. I love the dive. The, uh, Miguel, the lead character, was a wonderful character. Mm. I liked him. I think I got off on the wrong foot with him because the start, the first two minutes of the film is solid exposition. It's written so badly. Uh, the animation is quite boring as well. But then when you actually see his character and get to know him, I liked him. But I, I yeah, the, the the start, it was the very much the whole cliche kind of kid, the voiceover. Oh, with the me. story? Yeah, like where he's like, and then this happened, and he's all really cheery. And I'm like, no one talks like that. Um, but once, yeah, like once we got to know his character, once he enters the land of the dead as well, oh, he is yeah. fantastic. And, yeah. and near, the, near the end of the film, just all the emotional moments, he brought it. Um, more so than I think a lot of the younger voice actors have in Pixar yep. films. Oh, God, is When it? he picks up, are we spoilers? Are we... Uh, I mean, it's been out. For, it's a kid. Like light spoilers. When he picks go. up the guitar and, and sings in that final scene. Oh my god! Um, remember me. I was just like, I'm done. Oh, and the what? And the final. Is that a spoiler? No. Oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> and the final shot when the, the family are all together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because the, the way like kids, kids can play emotion, act emotion, but like you could, you could, 
the, I don't know, something about the way he did that when he was singing. Was yeah. like, singing the emotion, that's hard to do. And, yeah, I didn't feel auto-tuned at all. Didn't feel forced or auto-tuned. I very much thought that he was auto-tuned. Um, I also thought, though, that he was played by someone at least 15, 16. The, the actor uh, Anthony, is Anthony? 12 to 13, Anthony Gonzalez, I think his name Anthony is. Anthony did really well. Um, yeah, like, he was really, really good. Um, I did... Yeah, like, I kind of thought that he was much older than his character was meant to be because whenever he started to sing, he sounded so professional <gasps> that yeah. I when just... When he sung Coco Loco. And I just kind of thought he aged five years whenever he sung. But no, that's actually him, yeah. which is great. I did pick up a little bit of auto-tune, though. Um, I guess that's... Yeah. Which is just Hollywood, and that's one of the reasons why I don't love musicals. But I thought a lot of the way that they choreographed the the music scenes... Yes. Um, the sound as well. It was really well mixed compared to Beauty and the Beast, which was not... <laughs> uh, the, stu- the stuff, especially, like, the realisation of the skeletons in the uh, and how the things that they can do with their bodies and stuff like that. That When he first... When, when he was cursed and fell into the grave and then, here, grab my hand, pull you up, and then, yeah. like, it's a skeleton... I was like, kind of did a quick look around the center. I'm like, there's going to be some kids scared. <laughs> Not one kid. They were just like, awesome. And then a bit when they when he goes, I'm alive. And the, the guy's jaw just falls <laughs> off. The skeleton's jaw just falls off. And yeah. it was just like laughter. And I was like, yeah. kids, we don't give kids enough credit mm-hmm. for what they get scared by yeah, and what yeah. they don't. They were just like, cool. It's a skeleton. It was, it was done His in a bit, arm fell off. And it was yeah. done in such a way that, you know, it was, yeah. The way that they made skeleton, like a skull, Show so much emotion, especially mm. for Hector, the character. Yeah, I was just oh, like, Hector was, um, "Holy shit!" Incredible. Oh my god, he did so. good. He was so good, and, and I was, was like, that? "Who was who, it?" Who's um, Gael Garcia Bernal. Oh, him, he's delicious. Yeah, I don't like a lot What's of these. Done? Like surprisingly, and it's it's probably not a great thing. I don't recognize a lot of these um, uh, uh, actors. But um, um, I haven't seen anything. I haven't done, seen anything he's done actually. But uh, he, he's he is delicious. Yeah, he's he was wonderful. Great. Yeah, I just uh, my favorite image of him with his uh, is Miguel with the uh, with his hood up with uh, the skeleton makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that image. I yeah. love the image of him walking through the streets with the skeleton makeup on. Was yeah, just beautiful. Yeah. Um, did any of you pick this up? Because I thought that the animation was beautiful all the way through. But but there was this one moment. Where I think, uh, let me just double. Where Miguel was on stage, and you kind of look out towards like a just a sea of skeletons, mm. and it kind of looked like it was out of a like a video game from the late nineties. Oh really? <laughs> it, I like didn't pick just that up. all of a sudden the quality dropped, and then it was just straight up again. Oh okay. I just kind of thought that was maybe it's just because did they the not skele- render that one? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, no, no, you're right. Like I even thought that the skeletons like uh, showed more. Emotion than, than any the of the human characters. Yeah. The animation for um, Mama Coco. That was oh my gosh, old, that was wrinkled, like, incredible. That was way too realistic. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. She was, like, straight up realistic. I've got a real um, a real Gatsby vibe off uh, Ernesto de la Cruz. And a, a bit of an Errol Flynn vibe as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, which I liked. And I was there with Caitlin. We were trying to figure it out as well, going... Uh, we we were hoodwinked as well, going, ah, he's the great-grandfather. No, he isn't. Oh, he's, 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 uh, uh, I, as soon as I met, uh, minor spoilers, um, as soon as I met Hector and you see him first trying to get through customs, like, oh, he'll come back around, he'll be, you know, yeah. he's a little yeah. psychic. I'm like, nah, he's someone. He, yeah. He's not letting on, he's letting on not enough. And then I was mm. like, oh, of course, he, he wrote the songs. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hang on, he's also, oh, oh, oh. Uh, and it was just like unraveled that. and it was like a twist and then another twist and I was like, Pixar, yeah, um, you got yeah. me. But yeah, that whole thing about 
ghost writing, it's a spoiler, but you know, um, God, I think it's arc, something actually. that we need to talk about because, like, it's been a massive conversation in music, um, especially this, like, the past two years for ghost writing, just yeah. in general, has completely blown up. And it was really cool to see it being incorporated into a film like this because you don't you don't see it in musicals at all because they never really deal with it. Yeah. Um, and and got, it was, that's where it got quite dark, dark, like dealing with, you know... Yeah. Stealing someone's... I, I do think it went over the top in that okay. he had to... Those certain decisions. Decisions. I think that was <laughs> a little that bit... Out. In websites that do not speak at all. <laughs> I think that that was a bit over the top, but I liked that they dealt with the whole ghostwriting mm. uh, side of music. But. Yeah, I think that could have been a... That, yeah, it did go a bit over the top. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if kids would see the villain as a villain if all he did was steal some music and a guitar. Yeah. I, th- I think I- he needed to have made that big, big decision, decision for them to be like, he's the baddie. I agree. Yeah. He had to go full... He had to go full vil. I think they've done enough to justify it. Um, but it, it's a very interesting start because you find out that uh, a man leaves his family to yeah. pursue his music career, um, which is a you know a huge thing to start off a family friend a family friendly film about, and finding that redemption for this for and the then man. As a result, they hate music. Hate music, really- but uh, I love that great decision. Instead of sitting there wallowing in self pity, what does the the wife do? She goes, no, I'm going to pick myself up and yep. you know, mm. I'm going to control my own destiny, and which I found was absolutely was a, astounding, I really strong. I found that was a really cool journey when um, she was chasing Miguel up the stairs and he shut the gate on her and he's oh, like, yes. you know, family meant to support you. And then I was like, yeah, right on. But he still left his family? Are we not going to – like, are we not going to focus on that? Like, I thought maybe they were – he was getting away with it too easy and then yeah. as we found out he, he did plan to come back and like that was that kind of thing mm. um, and the idea of that like I can't forgive you yeah but like she's like I'll never forgive you but you know but yeah I was like oh okay so we're we're forgiving him because family meant to support you but he still left his quite young child are we not going to focus on that yeah I should have like trusted that Pixar would cover that of later <laughs> I was just like nah no, he can't get off that easy. No, and he doesn't. Shut up, Miguel. What do you, you don't know anything. you got weird ears. <laughs> uh, what were the, the ear ears? The ear was weird. I don't get that. I don't even notice. Did you notice his ears? No, I didn't notice maybe his that's ears. Just, maybe we're picking on a small boy. Yeah, I didn't even ears. pick it up. It's I think all the humans cartilage. had weird ears. Um, very large cartilage. Oh, goodness. Oh, yes. I am looking at the poster. The dog. Ah, do you want to talk about your feelings on the dog? That dog can get out of the film, in my opinion. I don't what like do dogs. Um, I love the dog in Up, but that's because it speaks uh, yeah, yeah, English. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, it's like anthropomorphized. I didn't notice his ears. I noticed his ears a little way in and then I got over it. Um, yeah. I <laughs> just don't like dogs. And I got that Dante was there in order to kind of move the story along. Like he broke the, the, the photos that meant Miguel found the yeah. photo. And then he, you know the whole way through he was like trying to tell Miguel something that he wasn't listening to but I just thought it was really ugly and I know the dogs probably look like the street dogs probably do look like that I just didn't like him the animation was really weird as well yeah I love the tongue I love the tongue, the tongue. was fine nah <laughs> I was okay with it and I liked it I liked it I redeemed it. itself when at the end when the spirit animals came across and the big kitty was a little kitty, kitty. I was oh. like kitty because all the way through every time that how cool was the that, big kitty that spirit animal rocked mm. up I was like kitty that was real good Big Kitty Spirit Animal was Big fucking kitty. great. I'd have one of them. Yeah, I'd, I would definitely ride it. What would be your spirit an- spirit guide? My spirit guide? Yeah, what would be your spirit guide? Um, I think my spirit guide would be like my Patronus. So I think yep. it'd be a falcon. Cool. I think it'd be Sandra? a falcon. 
Probably cat. I don't know. Yeah, cats are awesome. <laughs> Mine'd be a flying cat. Flying yeah. cat? Yeah. Flying cat. Anyway, I just thought I'd ask that. It's a cat you can ride on. <laughs> I was wondering, Battle cat. <laughs> I was wondering uh, during what mine would be. Because yeah. it was like, do all the spirits... Okay, I will talk about this because it's awesome. Um, the one thing I also loved is the idea that, that when the dead do visit the living on the day of the dead, the living can't see them, but yeah. they know that they're there and they like interact. So like... Other people have done it differently where the, like, well, like in, in Graveyard Book, um, the, the dead do the dance macabre and the living see them, but then they forget about it the next yes. day. It's like a memory thing. But I kind of like that they're like, we know they visit. We don't see them. You don't need to They're see interacting them. with them. The dead are interacting with the living, but the living aren't. And the, but gifts, I feel and like, the gifts that they laid out, they could yeah. take, take a version yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, as Hector was mm. saying, I want to go back and tell her this. Like, but... You can't. They don't converse with them, but I feel like they, they the, the, the living yes. would know. It's yeah. this idea of just knowing and feeling, as opposed to literally they come and visit you and you have a party yeah. kind of thing. But then the spirit guides come back as real. And I and I love that. I love that. Which, yeah, the, like, that the animals can move back and forth was yeah, really cool. But yeah. So, but there were some weird spirit guides that if they came into the real world, they wouldn't be real animals. <laughs> I was like, what would that weird frog? And the little weird frog thing that bounced across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, what would that be? A frog, I guess. Um, I, I loved the fact that how it was all connected, that there was this seamless transition from life and death. Yeah. Is that when Miguel gets into uh, the land of the dead, he runs into his family. And mm. he, know, he knows, he knows all of them. Yeah. They know each other and they just talk like they're, they're just... Oh, Miguel, like, you've grown mm, up. Like yeah. they're relatives from, like, they good. haven't seen in ages. And it was really good. Like, some of them have been... You know, never met Miguel before, but they just they all started. Was, they just yeah. all yeah. started talking about your family, and you just go, "That was, that was amazing." Yeah, I that love really that good. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the idea of giving a blessing, I think, yes. was really beautiful. As well. Oh, the blessing idea was so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this film was too long. Uh, Not in terms of I didn't want to sit through it being um, like just shy of two hours. More in that all the kids that were watching it were moving around, yeah. were talking. More so, like I've seen a couple kids films this year, like. Lego Batman. Um, I even saw the Boss Baby for some stupid reason. You, you know Zach. He was like, "Let's go see the Boss Baby." I was Never like, "Never listen no. to that man again." <laughs> um, and th- there have been two films this year that have really stood out in that the kids couldn't really concentrate. And one of them was Despicable Me Three, and one of them was Coco. Like the kids just couldn't concentrate. They just kept. You know, the kids were okay. Yeah, they were really it was acting quite up small. in mine. It, it could just the be. adults next to me were more restless than yeah. the kids. They didn't shut up the whole time. Mm, okay, I um, I could I've... see I could feel a bit of like restlessness in the darker moments in the like um, when Hector is talking about uh, when they visit the really old guy who fades. Yeah. That moment was a bit like kids kind of were like ah I gotta go toilet. That's just because there's nothing fun and colourful happening. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't think I think it was fine length for me, but I could see what I could see what you mean mm. though. Yeah, but yeah, I I could see how it felt long, but for me it was all right. But any like, shorter, I would have felt yeah, rushed. I'm and thirty nine, so okay. I'm okay, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Felt robbed of the. And I wanted, I c- and I wanted, I can, I liked how they took their time to justify everything after the climax. You said this is where everybody is at now. Yeah, and I yes. like seeing that. I liked the epilogue. I think it was just it took a little while for things to uh, not. Start more like the middle section. I was like, this is dragging a little did, bit. Just compared to all of Pixar's other films, and that could be, yeah. be because the story itself isn't as, I guess, as complex. There aren't as many stages for the characters to get to what they want to do. Yeah. Um, compared to other ones like Inside Out, like The Incredibles, even or Toy Story, it was a much more straightforward. Um, yeah. In terms mm-hmm. of this is the end goal, 
and there's not really much in the yeah. way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did yeah. like your um, going back to what you said before about um, the the world of the dead kind of paralleling the world of the living. The idea that there is also a talent show, <laughs> a talent contest. Like yeah. he didn't get to play in the talent conquest, uh, contest, and when Mama broke that guitar. Hurt, oh, broke my heart because he'd clearly God. made it like all the frets yeah. were nails yeah, and like yeah. anyway I was like <gasps> um, that's not what family does um, yeah. but yeah the idea that he didn't get to do the talent quest call it talent quest it's what my high school used to call it, <laughs> talent show <laughs> talent competition and then in the there was like there's a talent competition I was like yes yeah, 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 yeah. like it's yeah the other thing I was like what happens to any people that don't celebrate Day of the Dead like the, the non-Spanish people of the world is <laughs> just all the Spanish people in the world they'd be like See ya, we get our own world, you don't, bye. I'm like, I need to start celebrating that now. You can say that for most Pixar's films, though. True. Like, what happens to the people who aren't in this particular area at this time? Or believe this particular thing. I I like that. I'm like, they're going, this is 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 the world that we get. that's what they have. And then if you believe in something else, maybe you've got that. That's what you do. I'm absolutely wanting to go to the the Spanish World of the Dead. Yes. I want to hang out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sweet sugar skull. Oh, yeah. Be awesome. And if you go to do a selfie, just hand your head over. And yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Yeah. That's what I like. That, like I was saying, you know, the use of the skeleton bodies was never done too much. It was done really cleverly. Um, like, you know, just like, you know, okay, I've got to get down there. Jumps off. Collapses. Falls apart, but <laughs> they don't, they never border on like being a bit, like, a bit macabre. Like no. A bit, a bit like, oh. No, you know, yeah, you don't feel the pain. They're always really. done in a, 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 in a mm, comic way, like yes. the jaw falling off or someone losing an arm. Exactly. Like when he's running and holding Hector's <laughs> arm and he's running and running and running and then he's like, hang on, dude. We've got to catch up. Come on. Yeah. Yep, love yeah. that. One more thing I noticed. Oh, I don't yeah. know if this is just Go me. For it. Hector's photo and him as alive looks like Dave Patel. <laughs> I was like, he's got a bit of Indian about him. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I was just like, yeah, he's just like Dave Patel. Yeah. Is Dave Patel voicing this character? No, it's no, not, Jen. No, he isn't. Um, I gave it two thumbs up. Yeah, I'll give it two thumbs up as well. Um, I can't I can't give it two thumbs up. I, no pressure. We're not pressuring you. It's, it, it's just because I really feel like I've seen this before. Anchor's Finding Nemo was such a big part of yeah. me growing up, as okay. all of Pixar's films have been, really. This one just feels way too familiar. Again, as I said, it's basically Finding Nemo, but supernatural with that kind of... Because, like, it's him, you know, disobeying his parents, and then, oh, no, he's, he's got to get back to where he was, and it's that kind of journey, which you see in a lot of kids' films, but I really felt the Finding Nemo-ness yeah, in this one. Fi- finding Nemo, for me, is more about, you know, a father finding his, his courage again, which he lost, because yeah, yeah. it was always the, well, yeah, well, his wife that did that. Yeah. It's not really Nemo's journey, I don't know. No, well, it's, it's like, as a kid, I thought it was, sure. which is why sure. I, you know, kind of yeah, cool. look back in it in that way. But, um, yeah, I yeah. can't... Uh, I've got to give it a sh- One man. Oh, come wow. wow. I think yeah. you need to see it again. Yeah. I'm a sucker for good animation, though, mm-hmm. for a good, feel-good story. Yeah. With a great song in the credits. Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> not bittersweet symphony though. Weird that they use that in the trailer. Yeah. Really weird I'm because so it's not mariachi at all. It's not flamenco. It's not. I'm so glad I didn't see that trailer. Anything. I would not have. Got also, the animation of the playing of the guitar was really well so done good. Too. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to play guitar, but sure does look like he's playing that. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. my partner didn't say anything on the contrary, so he must have looked like he was. Do playing you just go? It. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. I need to find out who um, this guy um, from Cheers played. Ratzenborg. Yeah, maybe let me Google the name of the character. I'm yeah. the Underminer. Juan, Juan. That was a good one. Ah, Juan. Just quickly, actually, I got a comment on your comment on the Incredibles trailer. 
yeah. saying that it's going to pick up right from the underminers. Yeah. Apparently, there was a video game that came out with a film that is canon and takes place during the underminer attack. So right. it's going to take place after that. Oh. Apparently. So apparently, I just thought that was interesting. So it'll be like a week or two after. As a yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping they carry so it. Really I thought I was hoping the opening would be the underminer battle. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. Oh well. Juan Orton Ortononto. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ortodoncia is a minor character who br- makes a brief appearance in the Pixar movie Coco. He is a skeleton who is able to cross over to the land of the living because his dentist remembers him. Hence the name. He is voiced by John Ratzenberg. <laughs> <laughs> he has one word which was like awesome or something. Right. Yeah, that's funny. The, the, he had the, he had the, he had the braces. Oh, okay. Yes. You are, yes, yeah. you can pass through. Your photo is on your dentist's um, like shrine. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you observe perfect teeth. Uh, all anyway. right. Um, well, we could wrap the episode up now. But, nah. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> Push through. Um, mainly just because I wanted just to do a, just do a quick discussion. Because, as I mentioned, it is the end. Uh, well, at the moment, at the time of recording, it's the end of 2017. By the time it comes out, it will be a couple of days after New Year's. Uh, we are in 2018. So I thought, let's just have a little look back at the year, uh, at all the movies, all the TV shows that came out. That, that we have seen and just you know have a discussion and uh, not really rank anything but more give our opinions on what the best and the worst of the year were I've got um, some particular genres that I want to talk about right. I thought we may as well start off with comic book films since we've got so many this year yes uh, we got quite a few yeah so we started off the year with Guardians we got Wonder Woman we got Justice League Thor uh, Spider-Man and in terms of TV shows Iron Fist Defenders and Punisher, as well as all the DC stuff. So hmm. there's an awful lot. Um, in terms of TV shows, I'll just say Supergirl was the best for season two, and Flash is the best at the moment, but Supergirl's real good as well. Okay. And Punisher was perfect. Iron <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Fist and Defenders weren't very good, in my, in my opinion. Uh, I yeah. don't think you've seen any of the TV shows. So I haven't just, watched any of the TV shows. I'm like short. too yeah. scared to, like, so many. Yeah, comic book TV shows for me, uh, Flash has been um, uh, a highlight. So the, the bringing down of the uh, the darkness of season three, and the um, the bringing back of joy at the st- uh, for the first section of season four has been great. So yeah. it's always been my um, my uh, flagship go to uh, comic book TV show, Flash. And it, yeah, season four has been really good and really powerful and moving along really really well in a positive sense. Yeah, so. it's been good. Uh, yeah. So for films, what's the best? What's what's the my favorite. I don't know if it was the best, but my favorite was Thor Ragnarok. Oh, oh yeah. I loved it. Yeah, that's all. It's, it's very good. Yep, I think uh, it was better than Guardians. Yep. Mm, I, I, I think Guardians was a better path. film. Yeah, but I still preferred Thor Ragnarok just because I love. I'm just, I just it love was a so comedy, much fun. man. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, um, I think. My favourite has got to be a toss-up between either Spider-Man or Logan. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, I mean, they're both on the complete opposite scales. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Logan is so dark and gory and gritty, um, but also just beautiful moments. Everything with X-23 is fantastic. It's it's the Wolverine film that we fans have wanted since X-Men, since before X-Men. Um, Hugh Jackman is incredible. Everything about that film is really good. Again, aside from the villain... <laughs> <laughs> I've found the villain to be kind of boring, which yeah. is why I think Spider-Man's my film of the year. Everything about that film is perfect. Um, I would even say it's funnier than Thor, to be honest. Even though Thor has more straightforward jokes, I feel like a lot of the jokes for Spider-Man come from the characters. It's just a lot of fun. If it came out when I was 
12, I would have just found it inspiring. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, Spider-Man was my favourite superhero growing up. I feel like I've kind of grown out of him a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, especially seeing as they are focusing on the high school Spider-Man. But I love that they're going back to that. Again, I just loved everything about Spider-Man. Um, okay. And that would be my favourite. What about you, Rob? Uh, Wonder Woman. I'll go with Wonder Woman. That's my favourite for the year of the blockbusters, just because it, um, you know, the importance of the film and the importance of the character and uh, what it means to the to the shape of cinema now and how it has you know there's been a couple of attempts to do it but it hasn't really succeeded but this one stepped up to the challenge stepped up to the expectations stepped up to the initial criticisms and doubts um, and powered through and was the the film to get the ball rolling and it felt like with this film going so well there was a change coming yeah and the change is moving along and I it think was it, a bit know, of a false start though what's that it was a little bit of a false start going into justice league but yeah 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 so but i think yeah the strength of the character the strength of the storytelling the strength of the direction the way it was shot all that type of stuff even the weakness of the the Zack Snyder-esque ending of the film there's more to it mm, to power it through and it's it's you know it's eclipsed the failures of DC cinema wise recently to to it is now the flagship of mm. the DC universe um, I can yeah I, I, I love Steve Trevor and I love the supporting characters and you know the villain is there for for you know fills the the role that it does in but you know holds it together um and penny jenkins has just directed a masterful piece of work yeah um worst <laughs> let's all say it at once just it wasn't very good was it we don't need to talk about it no, no. um well let's go <laughs> to sci-fis this is a weird one when it comes to best sci-fi I mean, I'm going to say Star Wars because I'm a Star yeah, Wars fan. Yeah, but then... But there's also Blade Runner. I was going to say, Blade Runner 2049 is um, probably mine. There's also... Are there any other ones? I mean, Colossal's kind of a sci-fi. I didn't say that. Uh, but I put that more in the original film category rather than sci-fi. Uh, um, you I'd also put, got Valerian, which was okay. I'd put uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine would be Blade Runner. So... Um, I if you're going to include Planet of the Apes, that's my top choice. That's my favorite film. Yeah, in it's terms it's of sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite for yep. sci-fi. So. Worst. I didn't really see that many. Worst for sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, oh uh, yes, there's a film called The Space Between Us. It's no good. <laughs> Don't watch <laughs> it. It's about this kid who is born on Mars and comes back to Earth. That part's really interesting. A lot, a lot of the performances are really good, but then it just turns into like this road trip rom-com. Huh. It's really boring, and the final twist is so unsatisfying. Um, I would uh, also yeah. say um, the remake of Flatliners, kind of horror sci-fi, and okay. also Transformers The Last Night came out this year, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, That's I, true. I, I didn't even that. need to see that. <laughs> the, I know that was shit. I have seen it. It's no good. I would say... Um, Discovery is my favourite sci-fi. Um, Electric Dreams, maybe. Ooh, yeah. TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For TV show, Discovery. That's good. Oh, yeah, I don't tend to see bad films if I can help it, so yeah, that's yeah probably not great for this, but I don't know. I haven't seen a bad sci-fi mm. this year. Our favourite was Blade Runner. Mm. Yeah, cool. Really, you put Blade Runner above Star Wars. I find that very interesting. I don't put Star Wars in my... like. That, that's... I don't know. Like I, I don't, I don't yeah, like to yeah. put them in, yeah, no, in totally. the list. It's just, yeah. I loved it. No, um, I still think Blade Runner was a better film. TV shows. Westworld was last year. Um, yes. 
Doctor Who. Uh, probably not Doctor Who. Although I think Doctor Who was better than Star Trek, and Star Trek would be one of my favorites. Yeah, I think Do- Doctor Who so, season ten this year is definitely a bit like yeah. I, I've talked about it, a highlight for me. Yeah, for the for the modern series. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'd probably say Doctor Who as well. If I had if I have seen if I had seen Black Mirror if it had come out a bit early in the year from everything I've heard about the season it would be that but mm. I'm going to go Doctor Who uh, horror there was a lot of surprisingly great horror films this year I didn't see Get Out and I feel like that would probably be number Get Out one. is Get Out is one of my top films I've only of seen year. one horror film I don't tend to see horror films at the movies because I get scared was It yeah, it I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. So um, I think I had fun. Get out is a is yeah. I I adore yeah. Get out. It's I just love incredible. Um, so many levels. Every but, yeah. time you see it, there's like some new just a twist or something yeah. that you pick up on. Everything in that film is really good. I'd highly recommend it. And a film that relies on actors. I need to just see it. Doing I'm a like, great like, job. Purchase it from iTunes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it was very good as well. It was great. There were some surprising films that everyone was expecting to be rubbish and were good. Annabelle Creation was actually pretty decent. Yeah. There were a lot of jump scares, but once you get past that, it actually felt a lot like the Annabelle scene in, in The Conjuring, which I really liked. Yeah, yeah All the actors scene. were fantastic as well. I think it's the same director who is doing X-Men, the, the New Mutants film. I think it's him, or he's doing another... He's doing something in the comic book world. It might not be New Mutants, right? but... He's a pretty good director, and I'm interested to see where that goes. Uh, an evil... Uh, not oh, evil. Stranger Things, sorry. Oh, yeah. Would that be sci-fi <laughs> or horror? Bit of both. That's both. Okay. Yeah, actually, I put no, it in that's my, my favourite horror one. TV show. Yeah, 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 that's my number one. Um, another film I'd r- recommend, It Comes at Night. Real I good. I to see that. Real good. Okay. Um, a lot of twists. It's not... If you're going into it expecting a film like It... Or get out. It's nothing like that. Mm. It's, like, it's a real slow burn psychological film. That and Mother, I absolutely adore. Actually, Mother might uh, <laughs> oh, get out's number one. He's having. He, we're not even needed here. No. He's just having a debate with himself. Jen and Rob left the studio. <laughs> uh, worst. I haven't really watched any. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> animated films. Oh, okay. We didn't get to talk about it, so we just talked about Coco. Um, Lego Batman. Yep. Lego Batman was great. Real good. Lego Batman is like one of the best Batman movies ever. Mm. And that's saying something. For a Lego Batman movie to be one of the best Batman movies is fantastic. And surprisingly, it gets a version of Bruce Wayne. It's like the definitive version, but it is a version that makes sense. Yeah. It's great. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I think the only really animated good. film I've seen this year is Coco. Oh, okay. Yeah. New animated films. Um, I saw it for my birthday. I took a group of friends uh, for my birthday to go see it. Um, and there was we were at Riverly Cinema, and behind us were three um, entitled, pretentious, uh, upper-class uh, white boys behind us talking all the way through the trailers. And so just as the film started, they started making gags, and I turned around and I said, listen – Shut the fuck up. This is my birthday. <laughs> I'm here with my friends to see the Lego Batman movie. If you ruin this for me, I will end you. And they went, sorry, sir, sorry, sorry. And they sorry, was, sir. And they, yeah, one of them actually said, sorry, sir. And I was silent for the rest of the film. They didn't even laugh if there was a funny moment. Oh, wow. I wanted to turn back and go, guys, you can laugh. This is actually a funny film. Um, but yeah, Lego Batman is great. The relationship between um, uh, Bruce and, uh, and Dick Grayson is great. All the, the, the His relationship with the Joker and the Joker trying to get... All this, and they included every single, every single canon, and they researched it. Yeah. Canon villain, yeah, some of the weirdest villains ever, but yeah. they are all there. That's the thing; like, it's well researched. Zack mm. Schneider, it didn't feel like he researched any of his no. films. They researched this, and it's a kids' film. It's a Lego film at that as well. Yeah, which the Lego just, films 
blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. They're all great. I'll, yeah, no, I loved it. I would agree that's probably Worst animated, animated one. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, is that animated? I oh, will say so. Part of it is, yeah. It basically yeah, is. I would say... I mean, the boss baby was absolute guy. <laughs> I also saw the emoji film. And that oh, was, God. I but I feel like that was so bad it was good. Uh, I'm not going to bother with Ferdinand. No. Um, I remember seeing the original Disney. It was a Disney short film about Ferdinand, the bull who... Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I want, just watch that. I think that. that they mention it once that he likes roses and... Then it's, oh, the rest no! Of the That's the whole fucking point of Ferdinand, you douches. Um, worst, yeah, I'd probably say boss baby. Okay. Yeah. Also, oh, that was Kevin Spacey, wasn't it? Yep. Yep, worst. <laughs> Kevin Spacey was in Boss Baby? He was the Boss Baby. Wasn't he the Boss Baby? He no, was the boss no baby. that no, was, was um, Alec Baldwin. It's Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah, no, it is Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Phew. Uh, Sorry, oh, Alec. It's still the worst from Okay, well, let's go. Let's go. Okay, well, let's look at Baby Driver. La- See, that's still my top film of the how year. We, how, how I we... can't put that any lower than I've already got it, and it's pretty high. How do we, how do we look at the film now? He's a villain. He's a bad fucking... But he redeems himself redeemed. at the end. He saves Baby. Oh, that's right. How do we do uh, it? I blocked that out. I still think the film's great. Yeah, I've, I've, I, a bit, yeah. yeah, I've been very interested. Edgar Wright's been quite quiet on social yeah. media yeah. about it, which is... Uh, the, Ryan Johnson, listen to Edgar Wright, <laughs> okay? Keep mm. quiet. Um, you don't need to say anything, Edgar. And, you, you, you know, he's letting the film speak for itself. Yeah. Um, but it does get awkward because Spacey uh, was such an important part of that film. And a really good performance. A really yeah, good it was a great performance. It's his, performance. And to be honest, it's, you know... I was there going, this is one of the best performances he's done in a long time. He's dropped and off. And it's not a performance like House of Cards in which he is a bad character, which is why I kind of feel okay because yeah. I haven't seen season five yet. I kind of feel okay watching that season yeah. because I'm like, he's not a good person. You're not vouching for him. You're not, you're not even vouching for Robin Reich's character, but she's more likable. Yeah. Um, uh, whereas, yeah, with Baby Driver, it is that. But it's so well made. It's so well crafted. Mm. It is one of the best films of the year. Yep. Um, and I'm guessing we're in the best original category now. I would have to put it very high. Yeah, very in, much in so. my original film list. I love the fact that we've got you know, yeah, uh, in the era of franchises and reboots and stuff like that, to have an original film of you know, yeah, you know, very very straightforward storyline. And mm. I like that the Edgar just focused more on telling a simple story with a massive. Uh, kick of adrenaline yeah. in the way it's shot and edited, and that's what he does with Hot Fuzz, and that's what he does with yeah. the Cornetto trilogy, all of them. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it, it was an incredible film, and to the late, uh, yeah, uh, incredible performances. Getting some of the best work out of John Hamm and mm. Jamie Fox was uh, one of the best things he's Jamie done. Jamie Fox is so good. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think other contenders for best original for me, uh, as I mentioned, like Mother and stuff. That's not really a horror, so I probably include it with this. Colossal, I mentioned before, it's super weird. Um, it's a giant metaphor for alcoholism. Yes. And it's br- it's one of Anne Hathaway's best performances, um, probably since Les Mis. Um, we haven't got it yet, and I really want to see it, The Shape of Water. Yes, we haven't yeah. gotten that yet. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro's I really romance. Want to and the Ridley horror. Scott one. Oh, um, the all, all, all the money in the world, all the money in the world. Which that they, one looks good. That one's getting good reviews. So is Christopher Plummer. Uh, Ladybird. What do you really need to see Ladybird. Consider original, so not based on anything. Yeah, well, like Colossal like, is hidden, weird. I love hidden be- figures. Because yeah, not oh, that's biopic. But I would say we don't have a biopic category. Hidden figures. Figure How did I forget hidden figures? Yeah, it's really early this year. I've forgotten about but it. Hidden figures is so fucking early. great. Yeah. I adored hidden figures. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really good as well. And I loved um, it. I'll, yeah, and I forgave some of the more Hollywood elements of it because it was an important story that needed to be told. Yeah. Um, Personal Shopper was a great original film. You did say that. There's one called A Ghost Story uh, with Casey Affleck 
who is not that great of a person, but I like I, there's something about him. I think he's a pretty. I really enjoyed him in Manchester by the Sea because um, he was playing not a good person anyway. Um, but with this, he basically plays a guy who dies right at the start of the film, and then I don't think it's him for the rest of the film. But there is someone who is resurrected as a ghost, as in the classic Halloween like sheet she- with yes. the eyes cut oh, off. Oh yeah, ghost. I did see the trailer for that, and it's just him walking through time it floored me it, it is what's it called again it's called a ghost story oh yeah it's not a horror yeah it's not a drama there's barely any dialogue it's beautiful everything Great poster. it's super like you if yeah. yeah no it's really good um i love that film i thought really mara was great oh she's great in it as well i'm into it it's so good did lion come out this year as well that was, was yeah last year oh yeah. well yeah no nah, well in australia it was yeah. this year. moonlight well. Yeah, Moonlight was and La La Land. La La Land that was came last, out year. last year for yeah. Australia, but I Moonlight saw, was. But I saw it at the start this year. Yeah, true. And Moonlight was 2017 for Australia. Yeah, yeah. actually, no, that's my best. Line was film, 2016. Line was 2016. Um, yeah. So, what would your favorite be for best original? Best original. Um, I. Um. <laughs> That's uh, it's very good. Surprisingly, I don't think I've gone out and seen much original stuff. <gasps> I yeah. know, naughty, naughty. Um, so yeah, I'll go, don't really I'll, play I'll, them anymore. So really yeah, Nova but, Man. But I'll, yeah, I'll say Baby Driver. Baby Driver is my favorite yep. original. Um, and more of that, please, uh, Edgar. Mm. So yeah, um, I also like to mention as um, uh, I I quite liked it because it was dumb, stupid, fun. Uh, Kong Skull Island. That was oh, a yeah. lot of fun. I found that, that. was a great action for me that was a lot that was it is nothing short of just dumb stupid fun yeah Yeah. and that's sometimes what you want in a film yes yeah yeah i would put a mention um as a recent addition to my favorites is disaster artist Mm -hmm. that's getting a lot of like ball in that film i had a that's getting a lot of top 10 rankings as well i watched the room for the first time the same day (laughs) and then went and saw Disaster yeah, I'll film. have to do that. There's a lot of like winks to the, like the audience being like, "Remember when you thought that watching the room? Yeah, We're going to mention yeah. it." <laughs> um, and the performances and uh, this, um, the cast members of my favorite podcast show up. Ah. How did this get made? So Paul Shear, yeah. Jason Manzukis, and Jindai and Raphael. Because they did an episode on it with Greg. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yep, and they're in it. The best so um, Paul Shear is like the uh, AD. Second AD. <laughs> so good. Uh, June Raphael plays the girlfriend, yeah. one of the girls in the film, and um, Jason Manzukis is like the owner of the company they hire or buy all of the uh, cameras and studio off. So, mm. yeah, I was like, it's just fun. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think it, in terms of fun, one film that I really enjoyed was Baywatch. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh. I had a lot of fun with Baywatch. I don't know why. I just uh, I cracked up through it because it's just it's so self aware. I did not see Baywatch. <clears throat> I had so much fun I with that it. film. I would recommend it if you like American comedies that aren't very good but kind of a. And we'll we'll wrap up quickly. But uh, are there any films from this year that you thought were overrated? I don't see bad films. I saw Justice League, but you forced me. <laughs> oh, it's our fault. I it's your see. fault. Um, um, a lot of people were talking up Guardians of the Galaxy two. A lot of people loved it, and I just I went. I, I thought it was good, but I'm not I as really high in expectation. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much as everyone else seemed. Like you know, Kevin Smith has been you know singing his praises, just yeah, saying it's a work of art. Mm. Um, I went schmear. <laughs> um, so yeah, and yeah, um, Star Wars: Last Jedi. So, oh wow! But, but I've always spoken oh. about my <laughs> okay. issues with that. So. Oof! Just oof. Um, <laughs> mine would be. Dunkirk, easily okay. Dunkirk. Right. I didn't see why everyone loved it. I thought it was well crafted, but 
I like artsy films, but when a film is not... Mm, like, even when a film's trying to be artsy like a ghost story, uh, I'm cool with it. But, but there was just something so just kind of stuck up about Try hard, D- yeah. Dunkirk. It was just like you're trying too hard to be a think piece and you shouldn't be. It was very well crafted. All the music was excellent. Mm. Um, most of the acting was really good as well. But, but I just... For, I just, couldn't care for it. That's fair. Anyone, did either of you see um, Disaster Artist? Um, Kingsman? <laughs> I oh, yeah. did. Was that yeah. overrated? Um, it was pretty underrated, I thought. A lot of people didn't like it. I had fun with it. Mm. I, but think it was I didn't like, think it was perfect. I think it was a carry-on from the first one. I haven't seen the first so, one. So, yeah, for me, it was, yeah, there was parts I liked about it, things that went shooting. But there was a lot of hype around it. Yeah. Um, the marketing for it and stuff. They tried to get a lot of money into it, so. Yeah. I think we've reached the natural conclusion of that little conversation. Good discussion, guys. It's been another epic one. We seem to be um, pulling out all the stops now with our uh, uh, podcast. Oh, you go home and have a nap. Sorry, what was Mm. that? I'm sick, so I have not slept very well. I know Sandra's been up since night time. I was up early watching Insiders. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have no idea what we're going to review in the coming month. I want us to talk about The Runaways, the Marvel TV show, yeah. but one that we have confirmed that we're doing next episode is... Jumanji. I watched the original on Christmas Day. Oh. It is so good. It was on Channel 9 last night. It's on, really? ne- it's on Netflix now, Stan, one of the other, they've added yeah. it, and it has aged so well. Yeah, aside from the monkeys, but yes. Well, oh, look, the special effects aren't great. But the, yeah. but but the, the stampede is amazing. The stampede oh, yeah, is amazing. The crocodile, great. look, I it's can't watch great, that yeah. scene because I'm so scared of crocodiles. I think the monkeys are okay because they are, like, they're from... That it's an inha- they're the not real monkeys. The hunter is just yeah. terrifying. Van Pelt. Um, Van Pelt, when he's, like, God. he does that weird, like, lip thing where his mouth's always kind of open, he's like... Mm. And it's scary. He just walks in and gets a fucking big gun. Yeah. Yeah. America. Yeah. Um, so, yeah... I'm so glad I watched it. I'm tempted to get the... Uh, they've re-released it on Blu-ray. Mm. I'm tempted to get it because they've got... Like remastered or...? Remastered and Ooh. also it's got like, um, you know, sneak preview of uh, Welcome to the Jungle, but it's got like outtakes and stuff of Robin Williams. <laughs> oh, <that'd be laughs> which I don't oh, think we're on the original. I have to double check my... I have the board game. You do? Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you can't expect a board game based on a movie without a board game to be as yeah. good as yeah, a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, it, think, all that yeah. happens is you pick a card and you put it under some red cellophane to read it because it's like this image that you can only see under... like It's written in red so you can only see it under red cellophane. Uh, Screw you, Jumanji. And there's like, oh, it's bad. And so you read the poem yeah. and you're like, when are the spiders coming? And it's just like, <laughs> move back two paces. And you're like, oh, uh, that's boring. So and they don't even stick to the board. Don't do it, guys. Uh, yeah, so, so we're going to be anyway. chatting about Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle Welcome next to week Jungle. with a special guest star. A very special guest. Should we say who it is or maybe we'll leave it until... Yeah, we've got to leave, be leave it as a cliffhanger. You know what What we'll do is we will the take... Rock. Sorry, we will, <laughs> Yes, oh, no, nah, yeah, that, that's it. Dwayne Johnson's coming in. Um, I think we'll take a picture with our guest when when we're recording yeah. and then tease it on the socials Ooh, that way. Oh, a bit of a tease. No, mm. so, um, so, yes, th- that'll be fun. Uh, but that's the next episode. Until then, if you want to get in contact with the show, maybe let, let us know what your favourite and least favourite films of the year were. If you've seen Coco, what did you think of it? Did we spoil too much? If you're a Doctor Who fan, what did you think of that? Just yeah. let us know. Uh, feedback.nerdout at gmail.com is our email address. Or just shoot us a message on Facebook. All those links are in the description. And um, we're a little bit empty in terms of stuff to review in Feb. So uh, Not in Feb, in January. There's a lot of stuff coming out in Feb. Um, <laughs> so My if, birthday. So, yes. Yay! 
Uh, so if you've got anything in particular you want us to uh, consume, let us know. Send the title over. We'll give it a shot. And if you haven't yet, please review us on iTunes. Uh, our yeah, come reviews. on, guys. Give us a good review. I mean, it's not It's not like hard to hit a star. Five stars. Yeah, like the end. Like, not one. Please. Not one. Like, it's not hard just to go boom. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like our Uber ratings. We want it high, like, high. A like for like, guys. Like, like for like. A like for like. We'll do that. Um, yeah, fantastic. Pick for pick. Um, also, leading into 2018, I'm just putting this out. Would you come see a Nerd Out live show? I'm just going to... Just let us know. Because, I don't know. put some makeup on. I'm just thinking. Me too. I'd have to I'm put some thinking. face on. I'll have to put some underwear on. Yeah, pants. Have to Damn get dressed. It. Damn it. <laughs> I don't want to put pants on. It's like, I love driving pantsless. Uh, but yes, until then. Yeah, do you want a live show of Nerd Out? I don't know. Oh, we're going to do games... We games. can play Labyrinth the board game. Woo! I've got I'm Labyrinth in. the board game. I'm getting the Dark Crystal. Oh, not board Labyrinth. Game. Um, I've got Labyrinth, different one. Jumanji. You forgot about <laughs> yeah. Jumanji already. <laughs> I'm getting the Dark Crystal board game coming out soon. Mine's not thing? the movie Labyrinth. Ooh. It's a really good game. Pretty good. The Labyrinth one is great. It's I've really complicated. I've got one called The Labyrinth. All right, by Ravensburger. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, until next week, make sure you know that. <laughs> Bye. Ravensburger. You were just listening to Nerd Out with Rob Lloyd, Jen Spears and Sandro Fulch. This has been an improbable podcast production. We'd like to thank RTI and the Ace Radio Network for allowing us to record in their studios. The views expressed are those of the speaker and not necessarily reflect those of the other speakers, the studios or the network. The opening and closing music for the show is Denial by Dark Shadows. No copyright infringement towards any of the topics we discuss was intended. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time. To quote Pixar's new movie Coco. That's really loud in my ears. Is that really loud? That's really loud in my it's ears. It's fine in mine. It's I'm really loud in mine. I am so loud. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, you are. Let's do this one. With- wow. <laughs> Shut up the gate. We've already got some blue. But- when you go to the toilet. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> I haven't seen you much. Sorry. Oh, fuck. I wish I could do that. That's one accent I wish I could do. You got a little bit of the... You look mighty fine. Hey there, Chris. <laughs> you look mighty fine in them jeans. In them jeans. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Okay. It's very... Okay, that's a little bit better. Yeah, it's okay. Just, it's just loud. It's good, though. I can sit back and talk. Yes, that's right. We can sit back and purvey all that we... Ah. Uh. What? Hmm? All right. Uh, Sorry for interrupting you. I'm sorry, Sam. No, that's fine. It was just very loud. You're doing very well, though. I know. I'm there going. (laughs) It's good for a podcast (laughs) to get that facial expression in. All right. And three.